This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. And now, Preston and Steve's news updates with Kathy Romano. Today's Tuesday. It's June 7th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning. In the news this morning, the second suspect wanted in the mass shooting on South Street this past weekend that killed three people and left 11 others shot and wounded was arrested by U.S. Marshals. Rasheen Vereen was taken into police uh, headquarters on Monday night. He is one of two men charged by the district attorney's office Monday in connection to Saturday night shooting. U.S. Marshals made the arrest in the 2300 block of Hamburger Street in South Philadelphia. A second suspect, 18-year-old Karan Garner, who is currently in custody, is charged with multiple offenses, including aggravated assault and aggravated assault on law enforcement. He did not have a license to carry a gun, District Attorney Joanne Pescator said. Among the three people killed were two innocent bystanders identified as 22-year-old Christopher Miners and 27-year-old Alexis Quinn. The third person killed is identified as 34-year-old Gregory Japan Jackson. Of the 11 wounded, a man identified as Micah Towns uh, remains in serious condition. The district attorney's office said both Jackson and Towns had a license to carry. The whole scene uh, was chaotic, but surveillance video video shows Jackson Jackson and Towns exchanging words. Jackson then pulls out a gun. The video shows Jackson and Vereen beating Towns. Then there's a gunfire exchange. Both Towns and Jackson are hit. Gregory Jackson Jackson shoots at Micah Towns first. Micah Towns returns fire, killing and shooting Gregory Jackson, Pescator said. Police sources confirm that Vereen is a man seen in the video picking up Jackson's gun and passing it off to someone in a blue hoodie. Uh, then he stays with Jackson, applying pressure to the gunshot wound. The second arrest warrant issued by district attorney by the district attorney's office was for Gardner, who investigators uh, said was seen in video uh, within the group of people prior to the shooting. So Gardner is on video shooting back towards the area where the initial confrontation takes place between Gregory Jackson and Micah Towns, who is the victim in this particular case. Uh, Garner is, it's our belief, uh, the police said that Garner was a friend of Micah Towns. Uh, When the initial altercation starts, he was with him. Investigators say Garner then pointed the gun at police. Officers fired and hit his hand. He is currently at Thomas Jefferson University Hospital undergoing surgery for uh, the results of the injuries sustained when the police shot back at him. Pescator said Garner used a ghost gun with an extended magazine. It was left at the scene. Towns remains hospitalized for serious injuries. The DA's office said that they believe several of those connected to the shooting are part of a local boxing scene. A few anglers were startled and excited to find a great white shark swimming near their boat along the Jersey Shore last weekend. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, right up next to it. <laughs> In a video posted online, a voice can be heard off camera saying, right off the coast of Sea Isle, look at the monster. Yippee! <laughs> <laughs> it was Saturday. We didn't even have to travel that far. Uh-huh. I mean, this is... Like this is where Jay swims. Like this is this is where they Not go. Not anymore. This is where they go. <laughs> On my beach, where my children play with their beach. Team. <laughs> uh, A white shark. It was Saturday around noon. On the beach, <laughs> in the water, where my children play with their pails. Michael is upset. Yes. Uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't know, Mike. <laughs> it was Saturday around noon when Jim Piazza was bringing his new boat in after fishing for a few hours off the coast of Sea Isle City, New Jersey. Piazza says he almost ran over it. His son pointed it out to him, so he made a loop around and said they circled it for about 10 minutes. It was just kind of swimming north towards Ocean City, said Jim, who spoke to Action News on Monday morning. Just lollygagging. Yeah. Yep. Jim's son and the son's friend. Lollygag around the inlet. 
were on the boat and threw the shark a few fish. The sighting happened about a mile away from the beginning of Townsend's Inlet. The professor of marine science at Stockton University says the shark's seemingly unbothered behavior is normal since the boat is not food. He estimates it to be a teenage shark and likely, likely about eight feet long. Casey, how do you feel about all this? Well... Lady showed me this yesterday when I was at Subaru, and I did not feel good about it. Uh, and then uh, continued to have a conversation about how I, you know, well, I got this triathlon I'm doing this uh, this weekend. I'm like, ah, oh, but it's in the Delaware Bay. And then Lou, the lifeguard, he goes like, yeah, that's the worst spot. That's where all the sharks hang out. Oh, my God. Like, oh, he said that? <laughs> yeah. I was like, you didn't have to say that. You didn't have to say You can't well, actually could have said that. the opposite. You said well, the you... exact opposite, and I would have believed you. You know that in the uh, the classic story that sparked Jaws, that was uh, um, in Matawan Creek, New right. Jersey, yeah. and one of the uh, boys killed was killed a mile in uh, oh. the you know in the winding creek. By a bull shark, so don't worry. It was a bull shark that did that. This don't is a worry. white shark. This You're is fine. a great white. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but this professor at Stockton University actually said something which is true. You know it to be true. He said, for anybody who's nervous now to get in the water and right. swim, sharks are almost always in our midst at the shore, so you should be aware of your surroundings in the water at all times. So they're almost always around That's you. That's what so. he said. So feel better about that. Yeah. No, but like you know what I mean? If you think about it, it's like just because one person saw it doesn't make it any different. Yes, and the <laughs> thousands and thousands of people that get in that water and there are never any incidents. It's very rare. It's very, very rare. So just keep that in mind if statistics are... Until a radio host is but for the yeah, eaten that, in a race. Yeah. It's not rare. It's That's the issue. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. With summer and outdoor activities fast approaching, it's time to stock up on sunscreen to help you choose the uh, best lotion or spray. Consumer Reports... I would use uh, juice from a canned ham. Uh-huh. <laughs> Consumer Reports put dozens of them to the test. Consumer Reports test sunscreen to see how well they protect against two types of UV rays, UVA, which causes aging and skin cancer, and then UVB, which causes sunburn. As part of the testing, sunscreen is applied to subjects' backs. Then they soak in a tub for 40 to 80 minutes, depending on the product's water resistance claim. The area is then exposed to stimulated sunlight, and the next day, trained experts examine the area for redness. So a top performer that's also on the Consumer uh, Reports Best Buy is the Equate Ultra Lotion SPF 50 from Walmart. Uh, They say that the lotion is actually better to use than the sprays. They said especially for children. Okay, Casey just threw his hands up in the air. Well, like, in a happy sort of way, because Equate is essentially the store brand, right? So I ended up getting a store brand... A whole bunch of them. Did I tell you? I had to have told you guys about this. We saw a picture. You bought, like, 50 (laughs) cans of it. Because it was six bucks for the two-pack, which is... Insane. So six dollars for two for a two pack, and that's equate. So and no no carcinogens in this, Kathy. No. So so they also uh, tested all of that. Well, this right. but this one, Kate. I mean, uh, Steve. This one is a lotion. So the equate is is the lotion. Which it's one is the, the one most likely to go into my eyes and never dissipate because yeah. of my tears? <laughs> right. That's like any yeah. <laughs> because any I'm 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 always wearing sunblock. I have been alike. I have to make sure. Yeah. yeah. So I'm, even in the winter. And everything they've directed me to, within short order, becomes something that's either a carcinogen or ineffective. I have the list for you. So, Consumer Reports also enlist panelists to test test sunscreens for scent, feel, and appearance. Alba Botanica Hawaiian Coconut Clear Spray, SPF 50, gets kudos from the majority of the panelists and also tests well in Consumer Reports' overall ratings. Does it smell like coconuts? Uh, I think it's like, yeah, it has a little bit of a coconut smell. Um, You don't like that that cocoa butter? I don't like cocoa butter. I love that. No, I know. That reminds me of all things. Oh, man. Beach and... <laughs> yeah, I was sure that on an island. Steve hates coconuts. I hates coconut. New England boiled coconut. coconut. <laughs> Do I hate coconut? 
Sunbum SPF 50 spray and Trader Joe's SPS 50 spray also topped the list. So those were the three sprays that, loser? that they listed. All right. Uh, I can, yeah, just I guess forward that to I me. Yeah. After numerous recalls of some aerosol sunscreens because of the contamination with the chemical uh, benzene, Consumer Report looked for benzene in all of the aerosol sunscreens it tested. The good news is that all of the products tested uh, came back negative. To find out if you have a recalled sunscreen spray, you can go to cr.org slash benzene. If you have one, they say throw it away. Avino, Coppertone, and Neutrogena were all on the recalled list. That's right. We had a bunch of that Neutrogena. We had to throw it all out. Likewise. Uh, Likewise. You guys think Cho's sells some downstairs? Mm, I don't, they haven't something. been open. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Somebody's okay. telling me that they haven't been they're open. At a, a uh, they're at the convention. Oh, Do you guys either. have any sunscreen in your car? Yes. yes. Okay. No. I need to borrow some. Oh. Okay. Uh, consumer- I also, though, what I default to a lot, too, are the UV shirts. Like I'll, if, yeah. I, if I'm going to be out a lot, I'll wear the 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 hiking shirts or the UV shirts, and you know that gives you protection. Did Are I you straight golfing up? today? Yes. No, you need sunscreen. Yeah, yeah I need sunscreen. Yeah, yeah. Going out, it's going to be it's going to be nice and sunny. I've had all day, and I'm like, damn it, I forgot my sunscreen. Uh huh. I straight up like spray my face. Do you guys do yeah. that? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Right. I, I hold my afraid. breath and yeah. then. Yeah, that's what away. I do. But I mean, but they said that that is actually not good, and you shouldn't do that, and you should get, <laughs> get the lotion, and especially for kids. So yeah, the, the, I know, the, I know. But listen, I'm just I'm uh, my my dermatologist bangs it into me. He's like, look, you you have to wear sunscreen. Yeah. yeah. It's not worth getting the cancer. Don't, you know, whatever. So uh, so I, I do it, and, and I just quickly, the spray is so convenient. The lotion is it. I, it's a pain in the ass. So takes forever. It's, it's like you're spackling yourself. I got and my I own technique like the, and everything, man. The, the spray is more efficient. Like Don't be you, tickling or nothing. <laughs> yeah. Oh, sorry. No, okay. Go ahead. <laughs> I thought you were done with it. I was this. doing a lot. I know, I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, the spray, I feel like, is better with the lotion. Like, you'll get streaks. You miss uh-huh. a spot. Yeah, you well, miss spots. Yeah. You'll, you'll, have, you'll have red burn spots later on, so, little streaks. So, you was a point where I was going because I was in the sun. With, you know, if you're hiking and the the umbrella of the foliage has not come in at a certain point in the year, you've got to put on more block. So uh, you got to cover every area. So, like I said, I had my system. The spray makes it so. Can't they do something that's a nice hybrid between yeah. the both? <laughs> do you guys use uh, the breeze uh, when you're uh, when you're oh, putting you on? Your, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, you got all right. Where's downwind? Yep. And then you, you yeah. let the breeze. Yeah, oh, I absolutely. thought that was a brand. Yeah. No, I'm Jeez, sorry. The breeze. Uh, it's the a breeze. new show on MTV. So oh nothing but the breeze for me, guys. <laughs> this is amazing. The breeze. Yeah. Coco and Philippe run away. Confused for a second. I have a small little fan actually going in that I use for my uh, like if I'm if uh, underarm deodorant or the 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 breeze. And it helps target areas. <laughs> you ever use a fan? Where do? Where is it? outside or no, little Dyson fan right up on my on my counter in the bathroom? Oh, in your uh, bathroom. Uh, oh, yeah. I see. Yeah, I'm not putting on my sunscreen in the no, bathroom. No, yeah. You ever use a, a, an umbrella outside, like not in, at the beach, just like a regular umbrella? Always. Yeah, yeah I started doing Jackson. that years ago. Like, yeah, I, I bring a rain umbrella. Sh- really? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, wait, my kids like uh, soccer games, baseball yeah. games, and stuff like that. I absolutely. That I see. If you're gonna for, be out for a long time, yeah, probably at least ten years. I started doing that. But I haven't walked down the street with a parasol or anything no. like that. I guess. <laughs> Twirling it? Oh, my dear. And, and do you ever tactfully drop a handkerchief? Yeah. 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 Ice tea right uh, away. Excuse me, sir. You dropped your handkerchief. <laughs> <laughs> Jigs and ducks. <laughs> 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 
not take <laughs> Oh, thank you for picking that up from me, sir. <laughs> not take you out oh in the Surrey God. with the friends. What a lovely frock you're wearing this fine <laughs> afternoon. <laughs> when not you, sir. Flattery will get you everywhere. Mm-hmm. Why don't we retire to my home where we can drink uh, uh, iced tea on the veranda? <laughs> I love the smell of magnolia. Mm. Casey at the soccer game. Uh, Okay, so just be careful if you're using the spray. uh, Try not to inhale it into your lungs. In sports this morning. The Phillies were off last night, but open up a three-game series against the Brewers in Milwaukee tonight. Ranger Suarez will get the start. The first pitch is scheduled for 8-10. In the NBA playoffs, the finals continue tomorrow night with the series tied at one game apiece. Game three is Wednesday night in Boston, and tip-off will be at 9 o'clock. In the NHL playoffs, the Colorado Avalanche closed out their series by beating the Oilers in Edmonton 6-5 in overtime. Atori Lekkonen scored a minute 19 into overtime, and Colorado completed a four-game sweep in the Western Conference final, propelling the Avalanche into the Stanley Cup Finals for the first time since 2001. The teams combined for six goals in the third period, including four by the Avalanche, who rallied from a 4-2 deficit despite being outshot 15-13. And in the Eastern Conference, the New York Rangers and the Lightning continue their series with Game 4 tonight in Tampa. The Rangers lead the series two games to one. The puck will drop at 8 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. All right, thank you very much, Kathy. We're loaded up for a full day, friend. Uh, Tattoos Day, we have a chance to win a presidency theme tattoo. And if you're interested in getting some free ink from our friends, at Floating World and Piercing, 1729 South Street in Philly. Text the word tattoo to 39333 and uh, start thinking about your design. A Preston and Steve design. You just might win it. We'll get a random winner at the end of the program. Uh, we also have our friend Craig Shoemakers doing some comedy at the Ardmore Music Hall on Thursday. So he's cool. going to stop by this morning. And it's been a little while since we've talked to Craig, so he will be in the studio as well. Uh, we also, uh, we need to meet a cool teacher. How about we do that? Yeah, because yeah. yesterday, and by the way, we are, we're coming down to the wire on this. We have uh, three more schools to choose, and then that will be it for the year. Because nice. school is almost done, folks. Glorious. So uh, we threw it out there to Williamstown High School, and they came back in fine form. And we now have a winner. And we would like to congratulate Coolest Teacher of the Year at Williamstown High School. It is Miss Dominique. Uh, Guadio. So congratulations. Dominique Guadio is an English teacher at Williamstown High School. They are only eight days away as graduation is looming for the seniors. And uh, they are excited. Marissa was taking a look at at the township, and they do a lot to celebrate the students and staff at the school. Right. Uh, So I'd be very interested to speak to Miss Guadio. So if you happen to know her, let her know. We got a little tchotchke waiting for her. It's the coolest teacher of the year coffee mug. It's like a trophy. Yeah. Listen, as you said, something you can have with pride. You can use it as a receptacle for hot liquids or cold liquids, but you can also show off with it a bit. And so this is from the students. So, uh, Ms. Guadio, congratulations to you. We're excited to present this to you. Give us a call if you have a chance. Uh, And with that, we need to choose another school. Who's got the Uh, uh, the jar of goodness? Jar's over here. I don't know. Whose turn is it? I think it's Steve's turn. I did it last time. Oh, you did it? All right, Kathy, go for it. Let's have you choose one. And like we said, this is be one of three. 
that's left for the year. We only are able to do this for a short amount of time. We like to do it at the end of the year, and let's see who's going to be All next, right. Kathy. It is going to Bucksco. Holy Ghost Preparatory School in Ben Salem. Holy Ghost Prep. Holy Ghost Prep. You guys need to vote. We give you 24 hours. It's easy to do. All you have to do is text the word teacher. That's it. 39333. And we'll send you that voting link and then we'll give you 24 hours to let us know who you think has uh, made an impact in one way or another and deserves this honor. So, Holy Ghost Prep, we got you. Give us uh, a a little reach and also let them know at the front office and uh, maybe they'll make the announcement, get on social media and uh, promote the student body to do that. Uh, With that, let us take a break and come back in a second. We got a lot to get to this morning and entertainment uh, news is chock full of goodies. We'll be back in just a sec. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Well, it's finally time to start firing up the grill. From city to shore, Acme has everything you'll need to prep for this summer season. Download the Acme app to shop for this season's essentials any way you want. Open the Acme app, flip your deals, then order your items online. An experienced Acme associate will carefully select your groceries, bag your order, and bring it right to your car or deliver right to your door. Download the app or visit acmemarkets.com for program details. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Mm-hmm. I don't have a stupid question ready. Oh, no. What? I just realized I didn't get one ready. I had one for you. Uh, if you do, that would bail yeah. me out because I'm, I'm drawing a blank. I can usually whip up something last second on in the occasion that I do forget. And uh, right now, I'm, I'm drawing a blank. We are going to give away, um, let's see, a $50 Visa gift card from Marvel Studios' Ms. Marvel. Well, that's a large company. Uh, yes, and it is a, uh, and, and Marvel is a, I, I was trying to think the last second of a, of a Marvel question I could ask. Uh, but it's so big that I'm like, okay, where do I start? Your head's spinning. About trivia question. Yeah. And I can't think of one right now. So uh, Nick is pulling up a stupid yeah, question. Yeah, I wrote it down so I wouldn't uh, forget right. it. What do you got? Uh, hang on one second. I'm sorry. No, I'm, hey, hey I'm the no, one apologizing here. I tell you what. I well, got it. You got it? Yeah. Got it. In what which it? Olympic sport did the New Jersey-born Dick Button win Olympic gold? Dick, Dick Button. Button. Yeah, that's why I wrote it down. He won an Olympic gold in which sport? Okay, 215-263-WMMR. Mr. Dick Button won an Olympic gold. What sport was that in? That sounds convenient, too, to have a button there. Yeah, right? Yeah. All right, 215-263-WMMR. Speaking of convenient, our coolest teacher is on the phone line now, and we can talk to them quickly All right. Uh, about uh, their accomplishments and set them up with a very cool thing. We had mentioned it was um, Williamstown High School, and we are happy to welcome Ms. Dominique Guadio. Hey. Dominique, good morning. Good morning. How are you? We're doing great. Uh, you you got to be doing great. You won. How about that? I know. How awesome. Yeah. I'm really we're, excited. <laughs> we're very happy for you. How long have you been teaching at Williamstown? This is my uh, fifth year, but I graduated from there, too. It's my alma mater. So uh, I've been around for it's a while. Very <laughs> cool. That's awesome. Did you teach anywhere else before uh, heading to Williamstown? Nope. I went straight there right out of college. So. Okay. Wow, what is that like? I mean, that, that's a pretty quick turnaround yeah, right back only, to your high right? school. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was definitely a little strange working with um, teachers who, you know, used to be my teachers when I went there. But 
you know, Williamstown welcomed me with open arms, and I wouldn't want to work anywhere else. All right. What What were your eyes opened up to when you come back to your own <laughs> high school? You're like, oh. And you're like, ah. I mean, it could be anything as, as like, you know, parts of the school you never were in right. as a student. Secret or, cave. Yeah, the little secret cave that's there. <laughs> Do you guys have a cave? I don't know if there's any secret cave. <laughs> like, teachers definitely live separate lives outside of school, we'll say that. Okay. Right. Yeah. Okay. Said. All right, so you teach English, correct? Yeah, I'm a special needs English teacher. Oh, oh. good for you. That is awesome. Thank Eng- you. English is a, is one of the many subjects I struggled in. I hope to learn it one day. Oh, yes, no. it would be nice. As a second. <laughs> I hope to learn it. I don't know that we've ever oh. had a special needs teacher. Yes, uh, we have. have. I think we, we have. Yeah, we yeah. have. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I think we have. Yeah. And and did you, uh, w- was that what you wanted to do when heading into teaching specifically was to teach uh, special needs? Well, I knew I always wanted to teach um, English. I didn't know I wanted to teach special needs actually until later in college and then right afterwards. Um, I went back and got my cert and I wouldn't change a thing. I love uh, my kids. Um, I have a really great group this year. It's been a crazy year coming back from COVID and yeah. then other recent happenings. Um and I'm really blessed to have a good group this year. Very Excellent. nice. Well, they they are quite appreciative of you, and that's clear. <laughs> so, uh, did they did they get the word out yesterday uh, for the voting? I'm assuming so. I posted. We use Google Classroom in my district, so I posted the link on there, and I just told them to vote for their favorite teacher, whoever that may be. And wink, I went through a bunch of tests. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Awesome. Uh, well, what do you what do you have planned for the summer, Dominic? I'm actually having a baby. Look at this. When do you do? I'm due July 13th. Oh, man. You're ready to go. Good for you. So I'll be a little busy. All right. Well, enjoy the summer if you can with the new one along the way. It's going to be quite busy, but uh, a magical moment in your life, which is awesome. And and thanks for doing what you do, Dominique. You obviously have made an impact, and you're just getting started. So congratulations. We're going to give you, on behalf of the students, the Coolest Teacher of the Year, President Steve Coffee Mug, and the Coolest Teacher of the Year T-shirt as a memento, okay? Thank you so much. If I could, I'd just like to shout out my uh, coworkers at Williamstown High School, every staff member there. You guys are amazing. It's been a crazy year, and you're killing it. Let's finish out strong. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Yeah. my co-teachers, Damon Redden and Lisa Hayslip. They're, if anything, they're probably cooler than me. I just happened to win them. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> All right, congratulations, Dominique. Thank you so much. Let's hear it for you guys. Hey. At Williamstown High School. The one up next is Holy Ghost Prep and Ben Salem. You guys get till till tomorrow morning uh, to vote, so make sure you just text the word teacher to 39333 and we will send you the voting link. All right, I'm going to skip through these uh, birthdays very quickly. Oh, we have to. Uh, because we've already got our callers on the line waiting. So uh, today is the 7th day of June. It's AI's birthday today. Alan Iverson turns 47. AI 47. He just posted something. Uh, I guess he dropped his, whoever his PR company was or his management company. And oh. uh, yeah, I know. I just was like, I saw the post and I was like, oh, what now? Uh, <laughs> what was it? He called you delicious. Was it, was I was delicious. walking. Yep. So the story was I was walking. Uh, I was working for the Sixers right. at the time, walking through the back hallways. And he w- happened to come out of a door yeah. behind me with uh, his manager at the time. And uh, he just. He was like delicious. He said delicious, and and I was just like, man, do I turn around? Like, uh, what do I do? And I did, and I like kind of smiled and laughed well, at them. Yes, I am. 
And then his, uh, I think it uh, was Greg, I think his name was, was the manager. And and Greg was like, Kathy, because I knew Greg. And so he was like, Kathy, Kathy, come here, come here. You know, and like kind of called me over, but (laughs) he called me delicious. Uh, AI's 47. Uh, Bear Grylls, the author, TV personality, British adventurer. Yes. Is forty eight years old today. Uh, Michael Sarah has his birthday. I is love he him. Done anything lately? He's been doing yeah. some stuff. Yeah, he? he's, okay. in, he's in the show with um. Oh gosh, uh, Trainwreck. What the hell's her name? Amy uh, Schumer. Amy Schumer. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so uh, he's got a show on uh, Hulu that he's featured in. Uh, Thirty four today. All right, get ready I got, because oh, yeah. our friend Tom Jones celebrates oh, his hey. birthday today. Yep, he is celebrating his eighty second birthday today. This is a huge hit for him. It's not unusual. What's new, Pussycat? Was another big one and. When I was a kid in the in the seventies, he was on TV all. He had his own time. variety show. Yep. His variety right. show, and I think he is at least at one or two of the dates with Van Morrison. Believe it or not, uh, so he celebrates his eighty second birthday today. Anna Kornikova, the former pro tennis player, she is forty one. Ah, and it is a big birthday for Liam Neeson. He turns 70 years old Wow. Today, and he's still doing action movies. Yeah. Which he said... Full blown AIDS. Yeah. <laughs> Full blown AIDS. Uh, he, he said he was, he was not going to do them yeah. anymore. And then yeah. he did five more That's of them. That's all he does now. And all that with full blown AIDS. I've got full blown AIDS. <laughs> all right, so uh, Liam Neeson <laughs> is 70. Uh, it's Dave Navarro's birthday today. Last time we talked to him, great conversation yeah. about cuckoo clocks. Right. Uh, which he collects. Nick had seen it in a in a uh, uh, Zoom we were doing, and he was really passionate about what it. What did he just reveal? I think he's. I think he's got the long COVID. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. Uh, hopefully he's doing all right. Yeah, Turns he's... 55 years old today. Steve, I know you've been watching The Boys. A lot yeah. of people have, have been here. I have yet to dive into it. I will hopefully get to it uh, this week. But Carl Urban has his birthday today. He's yeah. Billy. So good. Uh, he is so, good. so damn good in that show. That show is so gritty and and deprived and it just it turns the whole superhero thing on its ear. If you want to talk about depravity, Preston, the wow. first Eight minutes uh-huh. of episode one okay. is unlike anything you've ever seen. Oh I couldn't God. believe what I was watching. No, I, that somebody <laughs> gave it the go-ahead. Yeah? Yeah. But Carl's the main character in The Boys. Yeah. You've got to see this show. <laughs> uh, but be warned, it's graphic. Unbelievable. We're not just saying graphic. Please understand we're saying unbelievably graphic. Yeah. Uh, so he's 50, and that's on uh, Prime, right? Yes. Yep. Yeah. All right, and then uh, last birthday we'll go with is Bill Hader. He has his birthday today. You gotta love the guy. Uh, we were talking about Amy Schumer. He's the male lead in Trainwreck, but uh, super bad for getting Sarah Marshall. Uh, knocked up, Tropic Thunder, whole ton of stuff. He is 44 today. All right, we'll see if we can get an answer to the stupid question. All right, Dick Button. <laughs> In what sport did he win an Olympic gold medal? 215-263-WMMR. Nick, you're going to have to give me the answer because I don't know. We're going to go to Fred here. Hey, Fred, good morning. You're a crumb tree plus coward. <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> nice. All right, Ryan, do me a favor. Let me know what uh, Olympic event Dick Button won a uh, gold medal in. Uh, it'd be uh, figure skating. He's right. That's it. <laughs> Hang on, bud. Lush cow. <laughs> when did he win that? Uh, in the late 40s, early 50s. He wow. also he has his banner hanging. There's a, a skating rink in Ardmore. I'd never been to it before. And the, they have a banner hanging for Dick Button there. And I was like, who is this guy? And looked him up. He's a fascinating life. He's still alive. He lives in uh, Englewood, New Jersey. And, uh, yeah, he won Olympic gold in 1948. He's 92 years old. Yeah. All right, Fred, you got it right. We are going to set you up, my friend, with a $50 Visa gift card from Marvel Studios. Ms. Marvel, witness the origin of a new Marvel original series streaming 
uh, this Wednesday, and that's uh, on Disney Plus. It's the only place you can find it. All right, uh, let's get right to the good stuff. We'll start with uh, legal drama between Brad Pitt and Angelina Jolie. That continues, and in, it's in his latest court filings. <laughs> Pitt claims that Jolie sought to inflict harm on him by selling her interest in the former couple's wine company. You reported on this a while ago that she was looking to do that. I guess she did it. Uh, Pitt and Jolie bought a controlling stake in the vineyard and uh, home Chateau Marival, which is in the south of France in 2008. They later got married into vineyard in 2014. I will love you forever. Uh, Pitt's recent court documents say Jolie contributed nothing to Marival's success and that she pursued and then consummated the purported sale in secret, uh, purposely keeping Pitt in the dark and knowingly violating Pitt's contractual rights. According to the filings... The buyer of Jolie's shares, Yuri Scheffler, is bent on taking control of Mirabal and uses cutthroat business tactics and dubious professional <gasps> associations, which Damn jeopardizes the reputation of the Brad that Pitt so carefully built. We're talking millions upon millions of dollars. Yeah. Uh, he had tried to stop her from doing it. She was, I believe, supposed to not do it, mm-hmm. but she did it. She did it, and so he's uh, going after her. You know what? Him. I bet she'd do it again. Legally. Yeah. Uh, Nicole Kidman sat down with Moulin Rouge director Baz Luhrmann for Vogue Australia recently and shared the story behind the controversial Vanity Fair cover she did earlier this year. Uh, Kidman appeared in the issue wearing a short pleated miniskirt and matching top. Kathy, I'm going to mess up this uh, designer. Mew Mew? Mumu? Oh, you know what? M-I-U? Uh, M-I-U? Yeah, you know what? I'm actually not sure. Maybe ask. Okay. Um, I, I think it's an Italian designer. I actually went into a shop. Is it Mew Mew? Uh, I don't know exactly what it is. Yeah, I think it's like Mumu. Oh, Mumu. Okay. I like Mew Mew. It's uh, like extremely expensive. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I looked, I, I did <laughs> no a quick doubt. search. Yeah. And the handbags are like $5,000. Yeah. You know, um, it's stupid like that. I went into a store once in Italy and uh, I was like, oh, that stuff looks cute. You know, the, the window. And I went in and like I picked up one thing. I was like, now. We, let's see, we could just go now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I keep on moving along here. Uh, why is it controversial? It's a real skimpy outfit. You know, it, it looks like, so some people said she looked like a, you know, uh, like, like a schoolgirl okay. uh, outfit, like a sexy schoolgirl. Calm outfit. down. It's, a, it's showing a lot of body. <laughs> uh, but she said, I showed up and they had, an, out- they had a, an outfit for me. And I was like, uh, no, no, I like this one. Am I allowed to wear that? And then. Uh, she said, the stylist, Katie Grant, who's fantastic, was on Zoom, and Katie was like, you're willing to wear that? And I said, yeah, I'm begging you to wear that. And after the cover was revealed, uh, fans shared that they were a bit shocked by her look. Uh, Kidman added, I mean, I did walk away when I shot the Vanity Fair thinking, what was I thinking? That was ridiculous. What are you doing, Nicole? And then I went, eh, oh, well. But she looks great in it. She looks great. She's in phenomenal shape. So Fine. Why not? Steve Harvey picked up some relationship advice in the wake of his daughter, Lori Harvey's breakup with Black Panther actor Michael B. Jordan. Uh, The Family Feud host confirmed reports of the split and wished Jordan well. He said, he's still a cool guy from what I know. It's a breakup, and I'm pretty sure they'll be fine. People break up all the time. I just wish I could have uh, I, I could have broke up without the cost factor. I got to start learning from my children. Get out early, and I waited way too late. Uh, He said, I'm Team Lori, 1,000%. She's my daughter. I love her. I support her. Look, as long as everybody can walk away in peace, be friends, I ain't heard nobody say that they've busted no windows or nothing. As long as you don't put your hands on my daughter, I don't give a damn what you do. Well, apparently the story was uh, he wanted to settle down. Oh, Oh, really? She did not. She has the beginnings of a modeling career that she wants to pursue, and that was that. 
Interesting. Uh, Adam Sandler went on uh, television Monday with a noticeable shiner on his left eye. Uh, He shared that he got the mark on his face because he, here's what he did. Uh, He kicked up his feet to untuck his bed sheets in the middle of the night in order to get his phone, which caused the device to go flying and hit him in the face. (laughs) So the phone must have been laying on the blanket and he he kicked, tried to loosen up the sheets and it popped it up and it hit him in the eye. He said, I refuse to acknowledge it. He said, I felt blood and I said, ah, there's something going on, but I got to sleep. So I kept sleeping, woke up. Uh, George Stephanopoulos then claimed that, that it was the most elaborate black eye story he's ever heard. And uh, Sandler said, no, there's nothing cool about it. Uh, he said, it looks so cool. And when I'm on the streets in New York, I see people going, oh, okay, he likes to fight, that guy. And I'm like, yeah, it was a bad accident. And it's not the first time he's been on TV with a black eye. It's happened twice before. In 2014, he was on Jimmy Fallon with Drew Barrymore. And he had joked that it was his uh, 51st State's co-star fault that he had a shiner. He said, uh, Sandler and Barry said that Barrymore, who was pregnant at the time, was not feeling great backstage. And so he would take a look is what he said, and he said she she depanted. It says spelled incorrectly. I don't know what he was trying to say. D-E-P-A-N-T-E-D? Yeah, when you pant somebody, maybe? Depanted, I don't know. Okay. And he said, I looked up there, and this hand comes out and goes boom. Uh, and he was joking that it was her unborn baby that hit him. And then 2015, he was on Jimmy Kimmel, uh, and he had a bruise on his eye, and he said he got that from a pickup game of basketball that he ventured into when he was supposed to be getting his tire changed. Okay, oh. and it's all feasible. Yeah. This one is, though, we've all done stupid stuff like that. Or when oh, you have yeah. something on the bed, yeah. or like the remote, and you pull a blanket off quickly and hurl it across the room. And if, if like a corner of something, even if it's not that heavy, if it just catches you in the right spot yep. where, where that You'll skin get is very thin... And it hits that bone, you'll you'll definitely yep. get a black eye. I don't I don't like sleeping like some people like that super tight sheet thing where you get under it. I don't oh, I don't like it. I like it no. loose. Oh, I rip them apart. Yeah, um, I, I shred everything on my bed, so I, I know exactly. I'm what not a hot about. pocket. It's one of the first <laughs> things I do. Uh, Nick pulled, just pulled up a picture of him. Is that him and Pat Croce? Sure is. Croce, oh. Croce I guess is in Hustle, which is cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that's excellent. In fact, we have a screening of that. I'll do some giveaways in yes. a little bit. And uh, so hang in there. We'll have your chance to uh, win those in a bit. Uh, let's see. Uh, Ryan Long, our buddy from Jeopardy, his 16-game winning streak came to an end. Oh. Yes. Oh. Ended yesterday, finished in third place oh. uh, behind Eric uh, Ahasik and Stephanie Garrison. To be honest, and I mentioned this a few times, there were at least two other times where I thought he was done and managed to pull it out. So he good that he got this far. Yep, he closed the gap with uh, a Hasek uh, entering Final Jeopardy, trailing by 3,400, facing uh, this Greek mythology clue. No way I would have gotten this one. Uh, the clue was, of the Argonauts seeking the Golden Fleece, these two from the same family were from Sparta, according to Homer. Anybody? I saw the, I read the, the question. I, I read it, I read and it, I don't, and I don't even answer. remember. Yeah, yeah. yeah it was Jason? Ca- Caster and Pollux. Ah, oh, uh, and so Long Jay Pollux ends his Jeopardy run with the ninth most consecutive wins in the show's history. Excellent. Uh, dating back to 2003, when a five-game cap was lifted. Overall, he'll take home three hundred thousand four hundred bucks before taxes. Uh, and after meeting with financial advisors, he plans to pay off some existing debt. He said, "For me, paying off bills." And paying off the car is exciting. Well, also, I wonder what additional endorsements. He's now part of a collective that's pretty amazing. He will be oh. reappearing on the show in Tournament of Champions and all that stuff. So we'll be seeing more of him. 
Uh, his success on Jeopardy came at an opportune time. He was forced to leave his job as a paratransit driver for SEPTA's customized community transportation program last year after a difficult bout with COVID, which apparently still impacts him. He had a, he had a long run with it. Uh, he pivoted to driving for Uber, Lyft, and DoorDash to support his eight-year-old son, Nathan, uh, who made the necklace that he wears on the show. Uh, the show doesn't pay contestants until after uh, their runs on the television uh, on air, so he hasn't received the money uh, that he knew he won months ago. Uh, but despite the losses, uh, career isn't over with Jeopardy, as Steve said, he'll be on Tournament of Champions. And he'll be up against Amy Schneider. Yeah. Which yeah. is, you know. And Matt Amodio. Yeah, yeah. There's a whole bunch of people. Matea Roach. Yeah. Another. Uh, yeah. We, really good Some great competitors. Yeah. Yep. So uh, he said, I actually, and, and the funny thing is, he said he's looking forward to meeting everyone, but admitted he has not followed their Jeopardy runs closely. He said, I actually don't watch the show religiously. He said, I grew up watching the show, and I'll catch it here and there, but mostly I'm working. So he's a hardworking guy. And a nice guy. We had the Very interview nice with him, and he guy. couldn't have been a, a more genuine guy. Yep, absolutely. Uh, let me see what else. I was uh, sad to see this, but it's been reported before. Uh, Brett Goldstein, who serves as a writer on Ted Lasso and stars as Roy Kent, said that the show's third season is being written as its last. I uh, uh, said we were writing it like that. It was planned as three. There's things, though, that, like in life... Money can turn that around, Preston. He said, spoiler alert, everyone dies. <laughs> uh, Goldstein's comments are consistent with what other members of the Ted Lasso crew have said in the past. In 2021, uh, Jason Zudegas uh, also expressed that he saw the show ending after three seasons, though he hinted that he may be open to take it further if others had ideas and uh, the opportunity presented itself. So, so what you want is you want maybe, I could see a, another one or two seasons, if they decide to do that. The last thing you wanted to do is, though, to go on and on, because I think it yes. is a moment in time. Agreed. So, like, Stranger Things, which right. we still believe is brilliant, right? Uh, and they're going to do a fifth season, and yes, it should be there. That, yep. that, that is enough of that story arc, and then hopefully we'll find something else that's awesome that comes along. Don't flirt with disaster, because this show, Ted Lasso, is perfect. It is perfect. And there's a, there's a, a wonderful turnaround if you haven't seen the end of uh, season uh, uh, two. But yeah, there's a whole bunch of stuff in play that we have to see how it resolves. I just, yep. I'm so glad that I decided to, because they, they were up for so many awards. I'm like, ah. it was like a Saturday morning. I'm like, all right, I'll just give this a try. You right. know, let me just half hour episode. I can, I, you know, I can go through one episode. And then at the end of that episode, I was like, oh my God, I love this show. Yeah. And it's yeah. just, um, it, it's something that brings uh, some, Positivity and joy to your life. Happiness. It's the best. Positive. Good. Uh, Maria Bakalova, the Oscar-nominated star of Borat, subsequent movie film. Yes. Will appear in the cast of James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy 3, according to some sources. No character details were revealed for uh, Bakalova's parts for the film, which is recently wrapped filming. But another individual with knowledge of the film said that the part is a major role. Mm. And plot details have also been kept under wraps. Uh, Guardians will hit theaters May 5th of next year. How about that James Gunn, man? He's got uh-huh. yeah. Peacemaker in the DC realm, and he's got Guardians in the Marvel realm. It'll be the last uh, film directed by him, the last Guardians film directed by him. And Dave Bautista said this is going to be his last performance as Drax. Uh, Bakalova is a Bulgarian actress who broke out with her uh, role of uh, Borat's daughter in 2020's Borat subsequent movie film. Uh, she was also in the bubble, Judd Apatow's uh, movie. Yeah, watched it. Uh, was it good? I thought it was pretty good. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, all right, we're ready for clips, I believe. Oh. Do we have the clips? 
Uh, we mystery clips. Not, we don't even have mystery clips yet. Okay, oh, the so biggest mystery wait. of all. Where are the clips? <laughs> so, do you want to guess, Kathy? It's so mysterious. <laughs> where they are? Yeah. All right. Uh, we're ready. We're all ready. We're ready. All right. For, for mystery here. clips? Uh, yeah. You know what? Why I, I, have, I don't have the sheet, so. All right. Let's play. And right. I don't yeah, even you know, know the rules. Oh, wait. I got the sheet, so all I right. can. Uh, all right, All Casey right, can play, play along. Uh, everybody else, here we go. We'll play the clip. If you know who it is, raise right. your hand. Here we go. It felt like a super skeleton crew, low-budget indie film because I'm playing the actor, the light department, grip, camera, hair, makeup, prop master, all of those things. And so it was certainly uh, multitasking and, and using a lot of different parts of your brain. I don't know. Mark uh, Harmon. Preston's no. pretty close. No, the... uh, I can't believe you guys didn't get this. That was Simone Missick. Oh, his... my God! Simone oh, Missick. That was Simone, Simone Missick. Missick. And uh, she's talking about All Rise, which is a dramatic look at the chaotic, hopeful, and sometimes absurd lives of a group of L.A. country... It should be counting. <laughs> but it says country. Judges. Right. And in that clip, oh. Judge Lola Carmichael actress Simone Missick talks about filming during the of pandemic. Of course. Oh. Yeah. Next mystery clip. What will we get? Let's find out now. It always feels like it's happening to someone else. And just hearing her say that kind of gave me peace of mind. I'm never going to come to terms with the fact that my face is on billboards. But it it is nice to know that the experience is shared and, and, you know, what I'm feeling isn't unnatural. Anyway, I don't know. I, listen, I don't expect anybody to get have this young girl's name, but I thought maybe you would get the uh, voice. No, no, but the maybe what project? she's talking about. It's not a movie. Is but that a, was Iman? Yeah, Ms. Marvel. That was Iman uh, Villani, and uh, she's talking about a she. You know, she's a high school teen with an imagination to Captain Marvel. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Ms. Marvel premieres tomorrow only on Disney+. Plus. All righty. Which I'm very excited about. And there we go. That is what we have in our entertainment report this morning. All right. Uh, we have a bunch to get to today. Our buddy uh, Craig Shoemaker is going to be on the program. He's got a gig at the Ardmore Music Hall on Thursday. You can go to ArdmoreMusicHall.com. And why don't we give away some screening passes for this uh, film, Hustle, the Adam Sandler movie. Is this? Uh, is he going to be there? He's supposed to be there. Oh, my God. Oh, uh, wait, 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 wait. Is no, not this? this? All right. Anyhow. Oh, no, that's tonight. Yeah, it is no, tonight. That's, that's the red carpet, yeah, right? Red carpet. He, let's yeah. put it this way. He might end up there. We'll, we'll right. have to see. So uh, we will take callers 15, 16, and 17. It's 7 o'clock tonight at the Philadelphia Film Center. It's a to-do. 215-263-WMMR. If you would like to go, be one of those callers, and we will set you up. The movie looks great. It does. I'm excited to hear the reviews on it. Uh, but let's get you to the screening. We're going to take a break. We'll come back in just a second. Stay with us on this gorgeous Tuesday morning. New on Rock Breakdown, even one of the most legendary guitarists of our time is not immune to the occasional brain fart. Wolfgang Van Halen puts the Reels channel on blast, and Stranger Things introduces us to metalhead Eddie Munson. Watch Rock Breakdown on Instagram and get more music news on WMMR.com. So we're going to do more movie passes in a little while for that screening of uh, the Adam Sandler film Hustle. Uh, and with that, so hang on, and we'll tell you when to call in for that. Uh, an article by columnist uh, Mike Sielski. Uh, Did I get that right? Yeah, Sielski. Right. There yeah. you go. Sorry about that. Yeah, Mike, he's a great writer. Um, so he came up with a list of the best and worst Philly sports movies of all time. Oh. And it's some interesting stuff in here. Yeah, good, and, a reminder of some good stuff, too. Yeah, 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 absolutely. So he goes through the ten best and then the three worst. <laughs> 
Uh, so I thought uh, Mike did a pretty good job of this. Although a couple of, well, listen, any of these lists are open to interpretation. Yes, yeah, it's the whole purpose. And I think there's some uh, some things missing, but nonetheless, you never know. This movie, Hustle, might end up being one of these top ones because it looks really good. You know, Adam Sandler's a good actor. Yeah. The, the, the trailer looks solid. You know that they were authentically shooting all around the area. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm very psyched. Yep. Case you kind of exhaled. What, uh... Rocky's number one, right? Well, I don't know. Let's find out. Well, yes, of course it's going to be number one, right? No, it's not. Yeah. No, no. All right, so... Uh, it's Racing Stripes. Number 10 on this list is Rocky Two. Uh, so that's when he ends up beating Apollo, right? Yeah. yeah. You know what? I, I like Rocky Two. It's not, oddly enough, it, it, it's, uh, it's, it's very dismissible for me. To me, you know? it seems like Rocky was so successful that... They were like, we need to do Rocky over again, but he wins at the end. You, you kind of nailed yeah. it, and yeah. it was it was sort of the inevitable. Yeah. He had to win. It was. So I guess that's the. I guess that's why it held less impact for me because you knew what was going to happen. Yeah, and it, he had to win. And uh, you know, they had the uh, Adrian in the coma in the in the uh, in the hospital and all that stuff. It was it really was. It was, but it was the it was Stallone directing. And he proved he could direct. Steve, so you mentioned uh, Adrian in yeah. the coma. There. <clears throat> what are we waiting for? Come on! Yeah, what are we and waiting you see, for? You don't, you don't see it, Preston, but as Mickey's in his zeal to get out of the... He, he pulls out one of the yeah. one of the IVs. Oh, and he no. yeah. yanks the... Uh, <laughs> She goes, See, I got some bad news. <laughs> uh, somehow, one of her wires popped out, and she's dead. Is that the one where he uh, he chases the chicken too? When uh, yeah, yeah, he, he's yeah. training him and, and has him. <laughs> yeah, so uh, and he's um, yeah, it's it's really well done. He had the priest. He has the priest that he yells to from the window. He's driving the Trans Am. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yeah. It's well done. Is it that really where the, is. Uh, the bells come in? Like the. And when they, when the rocket team starts, d- 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 yes, like uh, yeah, that that not that. No, okay. The hell was that? <laughs> you know, is that the bell that they use at Eagles games? Yeah, they use it a lot in sports events now. It's the best of the pumping you up Rocky theme uh, music. Yes, I agree. I love that. But Steve, I know I speak. I think I speak for you. There's two movies in that franchise: Rocky One and Rocky Balboa. Balboa. Stop yeah. it. And sometimes I thought, I'm like people don't. How can you not? How cool? Oh, you don't see it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I love them both. Uh, those, to me, capture th- that spirit. And yeah. God almighty, Rocky's so good. I just watched it again in its entirety straight through, and you just appreciate how fantastic it is. Yeah. Rocky Four is good. It is a good movie. It's okay. Yeah, it's not Rocky Five. <laughs> Did you see the director's cut? Did not you see yet. Have you seen it yet? He tweaked. No, I've seen. I heard what I've seen some of the things that they've done. I need they to removed see it. some of the cheese right. from it. Stallone did. Um, you know, again, look at all the. Not only in those movies was Stallone getting into near pass out, ripped up shape to right. be in the movies. He was also writing and directing. But like for a me, massive accomplishment. When did that come out? Eighty seven, eighty eight, eighty nine, something like that. Uh, that it was, you know, in and they they catered that movie to me. Do you know what I mean? Like yes. to, to, to some thirteen, it was 14, a big hit. Fifteen year old yeah. kid, yeah. But I think the one like Rocky Three, Clever Lang. You know, and then it kind of leaves the planet for a while with Rocky Four, and then Rocky Five <laughs> tried to be, you know, really, uh, you know, uh, down to earth. They've regular, tried to down it back and, too much, and that's where they made Rocky just 
completely brain dead. I guess Rocky Balboa was the movie that Rocky Five was actually trying to be. Just, yeah, exactly. It, it yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, do you, so is Creed in this uh, franchise? Creed is in this franchise. Okay. But let's let's move on All to right. this list. Uh, Mike uh, Sielski's uh, column of the uh, the best and worst Philly sports movies of all time. Number nine, he puts down as uh, Invincible as one of the best. It's a good movie. Uh, franchises. Yeah, it is a good movie. I there, it, there are things I liked about it, and other things that didn't uh, touch too well. That with are me. cheesy and, yeah. and hokey, and and but it captures, I think, the spirit of the Philadelphia sports fan. I think it's telling that there's really no victory. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there's not. Well, right. no, no. The victory was you uh, played he, really well. He picked up a fumble and and took it in for a touchdown. Yeah, or, right. or he had a strip sack you, or something like that. <laughs> you did a good thing there. I think uh, they got three wins but, that season, case or something like. Ladies and gentlemen, a player just did something good. They didn't win the Super Bowl. They didn't win a playoff game. They won a game. They right. won a game. But he listen, he was he was a nobody. Yeah. Who That's was able the story. To, who was able to make a, a difference in a game. And his, no, he, he got a couple of years out of a career out of it. Totally. So, yeah. Yeah. And his friends and the bar and, and, and this kind of these thing. things. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks, yeah. the girl who she was a Giants fan. You remember she's from the, the she didn't they, they thought we were going to get together, but they got together. It was very good. Thank you. We Lord. met a kid uh yesterday named Holden. And Holden is the son of one of the stars of the movie. Oh, yeah. Uh, gosh, what was the guy's name? Greg uh, Kinnear? No, 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 no. Stink Fisher. Stink Fisher, that's yeah. it. So we met Stink Fisher's uh, boy Holden yesterday. Yeah, and speaking of Greg Kinnear, he was good as Vermeil. He was. He was? Yeah. yeah. He, was, he was really good. So Invincible, yeah, that, that's a good movie. All right, this one I never saw, Warrior. Yes. He has his number eight. That is a really good movie. That's one of the first times I saw Tom Hardy. Oh, uh, that's the uh, the MMA movie? The MMA movie. Yeah. 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 Okay. Two brothers, one from Philadelphia, one from Pittsburgh, battle in a mixed martial arts tournament, and in doing so, learn how to love each other and come to terms with their family, turmoil, and the darkest mistakes and moments of their past. It's not a bad movie by any stretch. It's a, it's a good movie. It's engaging. Uh, it just sort of wraps up a little bit too quick. I actually just watched it for the first time maybe a month or two months ago. They should have had six jars of farts. Well, I just thought it just sort of wrapped up too tidily and too nice and and very quickly. Agreed. You know what, though? Here's the deal. Do you guys agree with this in general? Um, Give me enough of what a, a good sports triumph movie should have, and I'll play along through the cheesy, hokey stuff. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yep. Yep, and yep. so, and 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 Warriors did that. And yep. what this movie? So now Warriors that we have all did. these streaming things, so this movie just wrapped up too quickly because they only did it in a two-hour span. They were supposed span. to go into space. No, 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 no. But they did it. In, they only had two hours to, to right. get this yep. story together. And now with all these streaming platforms, you can you can give it the treatment that well, it perhaps yeah. needs. Basically, what Frank Grillo's series did. Yeah, you know, that was the same, it was the same thing. He was able to carry it out over a longer run. Yep. Uh, number seven on this list of uh, best. Philly sports movies, Creed, and number seven. And Creed's I, I, great. I liked it. I thought it was a really good Stallone. Here's what I loved in, in Creed, and slight spoiler alert on this, but uh, Rocky's retired. He's definitely not fighting anymore. He's training uh, Apollo Creed's yeah. son. Um, but in, in, in true Rocky form, they find a way to make him train and fight again, but he's fighting cancer. Yeah. And they treat it almost like he's training for a boxing match. And I'm like, they did it. I'm like, they did it. They they, they got Rocky to fight without fighting. He's fighting a battle of cancer. And I'm like, this, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was like an analogy. (laughs) Wait, what? 
an allergy. That's you, when hay, you have hay fever. How do you spell That's that? It's an allergy. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, but I thought K-A-T. that... <laughs> I thought it was brilliantly done the way they handled that part of it. Do you and, know what it's, it's like in Rocky Balboa, Preston, the conceit that had... Um, the video game pairing. Yeah. Uh, How did they make it happen? Yes, that's, they did it. That was really well done. And they yeah. also, in that movie, were able to introduce the word John to the rest of the world. Yeah. That is true. She explains it to them, and, mm-hmm. and they start using it in the movie. Uh, and then, number six on this list, uh, I like this movie. Uh, it's a dark movie. Big fan. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, I with Patton Oswalt. With Patton yeah. Oswalt. Oh, Casey, you got to watch it. Tremendous performance. Yeah. It, it's, uh, Casey, I've, I've like, seen the beginning of it. As a, as a football fan and somebody who, you know, will will spar occasionally with Giants fans, you'll love the dynamic to, between those guys. Only a little part of it takes place in Philly. Yeah. Uh, but he has a he has a spat with a guy from Philadelphia Phil is what yes. he calls himself. And that's... Um, Rappaport. Uh, Michael Rappaport. Yeah. And it's, it's a dark look at somebody who... Really takes their fandom too far. It's gotten away from it, them. It, 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 uh, too it, seriously. It impacts their life to a ridiculous amount. But he, Patton Oswalt, I was like, that's my first time seeing him in like a dramatic term. Yeah, I was like, he was really, really good, really good All in right. it. Uh, but yeah, Casey, I'll give a, it a go. It's a good movie, and it's an interesting dynamic. I don't want to give it away, but he has to. He gets put in a, a strange position uh, where his his quote unquote fandom. Uh, takes over. Yes, you'll have to see it. Plus, but. there's a radio element to it as well. Yeah, like you know, dealing with sports radio and and what yeah. they have to deal with. You know, those guys down the hall, like on a daily basis, yeah. uh, is is an interesting dynamic as well. But then also, you know, the thing is, the the, the radio callers they then uh, they start to. Uh, become like their own character, right? Yep. Uh-huh. They have their own nicknames that they've given themselves, and uh, and so they they play into it as well. So, mm. all right, here's one I'm not familiar with. It's called The Last Game. I saw it on the list as well. I'd heard the title. I've never seen it. All right, so Kathy, this will be interesting to you because uh, oh. it's in Bucks County. Uh, he said it's a personal favorite. This documentary by a pair of independent filmmakers chronicles 1999 Central Bucks High School West football season. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Uh, the final season in the storied career of Mike uh, Patin- Patton. Patton. Yeah, Mike Patton. So he, that guy had his long, long storied career. Okay. Coaching was at CB West. And as a matter of fact, my brothers, uh, when he played for Cardinal O'Hara, played against his team. I think and- there was a lot of um, indication of, um, like, uh, steroid use and, and stuff like that, right? Oh. Is that what this documentary is or no? Uh, I'll read you the description. It okay. says, from CB West, rivalry with North Penn, coach at the time by uh, Mike uh, Petten Jr., uh, to the Bucks' dramatic run to a third consecutive state champion. The championship, the story had plenty of natural drama and intriguing storylines. And anyone familiar with the history of Doylestown and or CB West football under Patton, the Bucks were arguably the top program in the country mm-hmm. and can attest to the film's accuracy. Okay, so maybe, so that, I, he doesn't maybe that's, that's or He didn't explain that in he this. He didn't delve into that. He did not delve, thank you. <laughs> uh, all right, so... If, I don't know if you consider this a sports movie or not, but number four is Silver Linings Playbook. I could see where you could, in a way, because it's so essential to De Niro's character, and it's a prominent yeah. character in the movie, and also, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bradley Cooper's... The, uh, is it technically... No, no, unless you consider the the dance competition to right, be yeah, a sport, sport as yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I mean I they're, they're, they're constantly the, the 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 movie revolves around that watching the games and the betting and superstition, yeah, and, and, and superstition the ritual, yeah. as well. And you know what, man, 
I, I know it won all the awards yeah. and people loved it. I didn't really no. like it a whole lot. So, so how many stars out of four would you give it? Like you can do half stars if you. Yeah, maybe like two and a half, and that's just on okay. a personal. Thing. I, I, okay. I, I didn't. I didn't love the characters, but some people like my my buddy's daughter. It is like her all time favorite movie. So for me, the three stars, enjoyable. I like their romance. You know the yeah. flawed characters, and uh, that's it. I, yeah. I, I agree. It wasn't as massive as it was depicted as, but yeah. a good movie. But it struck a chord with a yeah. lot of people. Was so. it up for, like, Oscars? And yes. Stuff? Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, she, uh, Jennifer Lawrence, won an Oscar. I couldn't remember. Best yeah. Supporting Actress, right? I believe Didn't so. she win yeah. for that? Yeah. Actress in a leading role. Uh, oh, leading role. Yeah, yeah that's no. right. That wasn't a supporting role. It was, it was, uh, role. It was nominated for Best Picture and uh, Best... Uh, Actor for Bradley Cooper, Best Supporting Actor, De Niro. So, yeah, a lot of uh, nominations. Okay. If we're leaving anything out, please feel free to give us a call. All right, 215-263-WMMR. These are the best uh, Philly sports movies. This is Mike uh, Sielski, columnist who wrote this article. Uh, number three on this list, okay, strange movie, Foxcatcher. Oh, uh, yeah. DuPont. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's I, I know they take a little bit of license with the actual story in it. Uh, but Steve Carell is just like gross. He's goo goo for go go bucks. He is that. He's nutty. He goes <laughs> yeah, yeah. over the top. Uh, but it's a um, you don't recognize Carell too by the. I mean, the, with the the prosthesis or whatever he's wearing. Yep. And uh, what's his name? Who plays uh, the Channing wrestler? Tatum? No. Anthony um, Michael Hall. No. Mark Ruffalo. Uh, Mark Ruffalo. <laughs> Uh, he got really beefed up yeah, in that role. Yeah. He doesn't. It's hard to recognize, but. Um, yeah, it's a it's a messed up story, and that whole John Dupont going off the rails, mental illness thing, wrestlers in the walls. Yeah, yeah. it's it's crazy, and it's it's kind of hard to watch. But another you know dramatic role that you're not used to seeing Steve Carell in. Uh, number two, speaking of wrestling, uh, the wrestler. Yeah, he considers that a Philadelphia sports movie. So it's taking place in proximity. Is it? I I didn't make the connection that it's... they end up in Atlantic City at one point, right? Right. Yes. I yeah. Think. When he reunites with his daughter. Yeah. Briefly. I wouldn't consider it a Philly movie, though. Me either. But I guess it's in it's a great proximity. movie. Maybe that that last match takes place in the Philadelphia region. I don't remember. The one thing you can't argue is that from beginning to end, it is so funny. It's hilarious. <laughs> Uh, no, it is a brilliant movie. It's yeah. heart wrenching, and it's it's tough. Uh, yeah, it's tough to watch. A lot of mm-hmm. lot of heartbreaks in that movie. But and you great. understand why he won the Oscar. Yeah, uh, number one on this list is Rocky. Yes, of, of course. Yeah. So uh, he puts that in as the as the great, and I agree. And the way it should be. Yeah, uh, but I'm telling you, I think he really made a mistake by leaving Rocky Balboa off of here. Oh that, my God! That yeah, movie's... no, that that's more than. Silver Linings play. I know you go to the Rocky well a lot with these things because you know that's that's he, he that's uh, that is the most famous sports movie to come out of this. Is city. that the best Philadelphia movie? Is it better than Philadelphia? Is it better than the boxing scene mm. in Philadelphia? Is not as good because <laughs> he's so sick. It. What would is it better than the success? He didn't stand a chance. No. It, why did it even make that match? I think it's the greatest Philadelphia movie ever. Okay. Um, or it's the one that that I immediately think of. Uh, but Most even iconic. over the Philadelphia experiment. <laughs> uh, but what did you mention? Uh, Six Sense Philadelphia. Six Sense. Six Sense. Pretty Unbreakable good. is a Philadelphia movie. Yeah. Oh, maybe that's another topic for another time. That's right. a tough call. Well, interesting. All right, let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Speaking of topics, 
and this is one to bring up out of nowhere. <laughs> what is the Philadelphia sports movie yet to be made? What story? What what story is out there that would make for a good movie? I know. Oh. And you can't just say the you know the Eagles uh, Super Bowl because <laughs> right. a, a team wins the Super Bowl every year. It's got to have something. Rob Zombies. Beyond that, oh, Broad Street oh, the Bullies. Broad Street Street Bullies. Bullies. Yeah. It's supposed to be made. Yeah. It was like sixty percent on the way. Yeah, and uh, you know it was, it was looked like it was going to happen, and it didn't. Yeah, that's a good, uh, good story, and um, sort of the, the rise out of um, coming out of nowhere because they were they were a young franchise at the time, right? They right. were sixty seven, sixty eight is when they were started, and so uh, they won the Stanley Cup by seventy four. Uh, for me, the Eric Lindros story is a fascinating one. The rise and fall of that guy. And uh, his departure when he left in 99, 2000. That would make for interesting. I'm sorry. The the rise and fall of Eric Lindros. Okay. The the taking of the captaincy off of his jersey. They did it on live television. Uh, The Bob Clark and Ed Snyder versus uh, uh, Bobby, um, I mean, uh, Eric's dad, Carl. And, like, all of that drama, to me, is fascinating. There was a brief period in time where Daniel Day-Lewis had signed to play Barbara. No. Yeah. He's amazing. He's amazing. He is amazing. That he can pull it suit? off. Yeah. Oh, my God. No, I think uh, the story of Leonard Toast, uh, the former owner of the Philadelphia Eagles, I mean, he essentially lost the team because of, uh, I believe, gambling. Is that right? Yeah. Uh, All right. Somebody, somebody pointed this out. Nick, you'll have to remind me. Somebody said the Flyers versus the Red Army. Didn't yeah. they play the national Russian team the Flyers did as as their warm up for um, Olympics. I thought well, it was an international series. Yeah, and yeah. And, and the Flyers played so dirty they, they left the ice that they left the ice. Yeah, it was, right, it was a game at the Spectrum, and the Flyers were Ooh. a physical team. Hello. We didn't play the hockey the best that we could have, <laughs> but we played a win. I think that was seventy six. You not know neither borscht. <laughs> uh, but that get a bit. That was was that Broad Street Bullies. Yeah, I mean it was it was after they won the Stanley Cup, but uh, they were still the same team essentially, and they played rough and the Dave Schultz and and yeah. you know, the Watson brothers and the whole nine, and yeah, they they played so tough against the against the Red Army team that the Red Army team said we're not playing anymore. They <laughs> left the ice, and it took forever for, for them to come back out. I would like to see the movie that depicts. The setting of three world records in the dumpster pool. Oh, sure. oh wow, in one yeah. day. In one day. Yeah, that could be a good one. Uh, I mean, we have a documentary of it, but I wow. think, uh, you know, something a little bit more dramatic. Uh, a number of yeah. callers are saying that uh, this one should be should on the list. I'm going to go to uh, Chris. Hey, Chris, good morning. Good morning. How you guys doing? Good. What's up, buddy? So I'm going to premise this. I am not an Eagles fan. I cannot stand the Eagles. I can't even stand the color green. That's how much I can't stand the Eagles. Wow. Okay. Should yeah. I hang up on him now? <laughs> well, no, I don't know. Where are you nah. from, Chris? I'm, I'm from this area. I'm a, Philly, I'm, a Philly, I'm a Philly guy. I'm from I'm from Newark, Delaware. I love the Flyers. I bleed black and orange. Like, I'm a diehard Flyers fan. Okay. That's not the only team I, I, I bleed for, for for Philly. So okay. that's why it's... It's kind of shocking. I'm calling about this movie here. It's a uh, the garbage picking, field goal picking, <laughs> Philadelphia phenomenon with Tony Danza. <laughs> Tony Danza. Yeah, yeah that's a he went from a garbage man it's, to a field goal kicker. For yeah, Among a, the worst movies. It's a ever classic. Made. Yeah, it's so bad. I've never seen it. I've heard of it. Well, you, it's you, very bad. You should oh my rent God. it. And uh, actually, you should rent out a theater and go watch it. <laughs> <laughs> that bad, Chris? Huh? 
Yeah, I, I, somebody pointed out to me. I have a phobia with green. They're like, you don't like Seattle. You don't, you don't even like the Dolphins. You don't like you don't you don't like, you don't like Green Bay. I'm like, well, maybe I just don't like the color green. Apparently, it's probably yeah, it. All right, thanks, man. Make sure you see it in IMAX. The trash picking, field goal kicking, <laughs> Philadelphia phenomenon. Philadelphia phenomenon. Okay, <laughs> it's bad. And he just happened to yeah. Uh, all right, let me go to our buddy uh, Craig Legans is online. Hey, Craig, morning. By myself, I'll take his off. <laughs> Physically and sexually. Oh go behind God. that shed there. Uh, all right, Craig. So are you calling in for what needs to be uh, told, the, the, the story that would make a good movie? Uh, yeah, that. And there's also a movie that uh, a lot of people haven't seen. It's called Snipes that was set here in Philly. Um, it's uh, not a sports movie, but it's a competition film. And I would thought it made a good sports movie. I want to fight about you. The, <laughs> it, it was about the culture of, of, of tagging, of graf- you know, see all graffiti art in Philly? Right. Well, there was this movie called Snipes where rival uh, taggers, rival graffiti artists competed with each other to see who could get the best spot, like the most impossible to get spot to tag their name in Philly. That okay. sounds familiar. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it was made in early 2000, but I thought it was a, a great Philly sports film. Okay. As far as a movie that should be a film, uh, Nick, you mentioned Eric Lindros. That's a great one for me. Would be the Chris Carter uh, story. If, oh, if Chris sure. Carter was a Philadelphia Eagle. All he did was uh, score he, touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. And, he, and I was like, "Why would you cut this guy? All he did was score touchdowns, and goes to Minnesota, goes in the Hall of Fame." His drug problem was so out of control while he was in Philly that Buddy Ryan cut him um, just so he would get into rehab. And Chris Carter even mentions that Buddy Ryan's the one that saved his life. Yeah, yeah. okay, that sounds compelling. Okay, yeah, yeah. So, and I, I like Chris Carter now as a, as a commentator, but his time in Philly was. Nothing but success on the field and nothing but tragedy off the field. What, ab- what about sports scandals and, um, you know, in the area? What would make for a compelling uh, movie, you know? Sports well, like, like the, yeah, the 93, 93 Phillies, there's a lot of scandals surrounding right, those right. guys. And, like, they, they made it to the World Series. That's the Mitch Carter, I mean, uh, Mitch Williams, Joe Carter uh, series. Um, but there were so many steroids on that 93 team. And Lenny Dykstra yeah. and Pete Incavilia and Darren Dalton. There's there's a story to be told there. And this is my daughter. Yeah. Hi, Daddy. <laughs> also, <laughs> Pete Rose's time in Philly. Uh, sure, yeah. The, the strike year. Because uh, he was on the verge of breaking the record for the most hits in National League. And he couldn't play for a while. So that was, many people consider that was when the time he had off was when the gambling really kicked in when he was in Philly. I think yeah. the um, I think the story is... is uh, just in the beginning, and it's being told right now, but Jordan Maialata, uh the left tackle yeah. for the Eagles, I mean, here's a guy who never played uh, a down of football, was a rugby player, an enormous rugby player coming out of uh, Australia, and he is, I mean, he's one of the best left tackles in the entire so league. It sounds like or, the story to Kangaroo Jack. Joel, yeah. Or Joel Embiid, who didn't start playing basketball until he was 14. Yeah. He to play soccer, and now, now look at him. He's pretty good. That's pretty, yeah, he's, he's, right. he's pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Craig. Appreciate it, man. Thank you, guys. Uh, somebody you. texted in the sports story that needs to be told. Philadelphia sports yep. story needs to be told. The Dick Button story. The Dick Button yeah, story. Yes. I Dave love it. Mm-hmm. Yes, we should definitely do the Dick Button story. Button, Dick. Yeah. It sells itself. I see the poster right now. That's my name backwards. Uh, some people are texting in Iverson. 
It's his birthday, so sure. it is his birthday. What do you think? What do you think? With oh, that? Yeah. There, there's yeah, a story there, there, right? There, there was a downfall there too, like yeah, and a pretty yeah. bad one. Um, and the fact that you know how how much fame he had and how good he was and the whole you know no practice and all that, I think there's definitely a story there. Do you think there would ever be and would have ties to here uh, a Kobe Bryant? Story. I don't know if his family would want something like that, at least not now. Right, right, right. Uh, but, I mean, because of the way, you know, Ed, he tragically died and all of that. But, I mean, clearly there's there's a story there. I mean, that's guy, he went on to be one of they the can, absolute greatest. Look, they can, they can take one incident and build a movie around it. They've done it many, many yeah. times. Yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to do the whole life. Right, right. You do a portion of... Uh, of what's happening in someone's life. Like the wrestler focused on mainly his good years. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> let me go. Uh, hang on. Let me go to Daniel. Hey, Daniel, good morning. Hi, good morning. Gadzooks. Gadzooks, buddy. All right. What's the uh, the movie you wanted to mention? Um, a movie I wanted to mention was about the Taney Dragons back in 2015, 2016. Yeah. When they went into the uh, Little League World Series. They were. And they had Monet Davis as their pitcher. And Monet, that's softball, right. They were destroying. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and and that that was a national story for a, right. a while. Yeah, that could be uh, that could be a good one. Uh, what is she up to, by the way, Monet Davis? She is, is she playing? Thanks uh, for your call, Daniel. College softball. Or Here, Nick yeah. just pulled up. Uh, well, she's twenty. Oh no, she's twenty now. Uh, right. It's her birthday in a couple of weeks, and uh, her middle name is IKEA. <laughs> <laughs> That's that. very cool, man. Yeah. My middle name is Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm Target. Um, dude, actually, it is Michael, like Michaels. Yeah, that's so. true. Yeah. And so. Paul, I'm not, not after a saint, Paul McCartney. I think Ron has a great suggestion. Impression. All right, let me go to him. Uh, hi, Ron. Good morning. Hey, you guys rock. Oh. All right, what is the what's Philadelphia sports movie to be made? Before I get to that, there's a great story behind the Flyers and the Russians. Yeah. The Russians are in the dressing room, and I read it in the complete spectrum. It's a great book. Ed Snyder goes in there, and he goes, if you guys don't get the F back on the ice, you're not getting paid. And that's what made him go back on the ice. Wow. Yeah, it's a great book. It's called Complete Spectrum. Okay. That's very cool. cool. Cool, man. So um, there's a great story. Um, it's like it's almost like Rocky and Apollo Creed. Joe Frazier would be a great movie. Oh. But it would not be mostly about Joe Frazier. It's how Joe Frazier made Muhammad Ali so mm-hmm. famous. Mm-hmm. Muhammad Ali would have been famous, but Harold Cosell documented that it was the rivalry between them that made Ali so famous, and no, Joe Frazier had a lot of a lot to do with it. You're right, uh, and so you'd have the, the Ali story uh, has been told uh, uh, a number of times. In fact, he played himself in his movie, uh, yeah. w- so that's been told many times to get an angle that would do <clears throat> Joe Frazier right, you know, and yeah. and and his importance in all of that yeah. is the film that still needs to be made. I agree. Yeah, there's also a small one. If, if, if I could say one more, nobody's going to get this one. There was a guy that lived in Veteran Stadium that, yeah. wor- that worked in the park. Yeah, 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 we had him on. Yeah, we yeah, talked yeah, to him, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that'd be a crazy movie. <laughs> that would be a good one. He uh-huh. gambled, he did drugs, he drank. <laughs> the whole damn thing. Yeah, I there, like it. There's a lot of stories there. Thanks, I, I don't know how many of All them right, were guys. true. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, like yeah. When that guy like was... when the Pope came by. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I yeah. was going to say, you know what, the, uh, the, the, the likelihood of a movie getting made needs to be uh it has to be someone who's nationally famous so i was thinking that uh, you know joe frazier would make sense and a few others but then again i'm wrong because invincible 
was not about. I mean, Vince Papali's yeah. very, very famous here and right. known around the league a little bit. Uh, but in but in the pantheon of things, he's not one of the all time greats. Yeah. So, and that worked it, because it's a story. It's a great story, uh, even though it ended with him just winning a game. Uh, let me go to Dave. Hey, Dave. Good morning. Gadzooks. Hey, Gadzooks, buddy. What's up? Julius uh, Irving single handedly changed basketball mm. forever. Yeah. There should be a, a good Dr. J movie. I mean, a big screen, you know, big budget. Julius Irving inspired Michael Jordan for crying out loud. Yeah. There have been documentaries, you're right, but there hasn't been that full throated. Um, you know, life story movie. That, that'd be pretty cool. Yeah, Dr. J yeah. is a great one. I mean, he I mean, the, changed this town, and, you know, I mean, the Sixers were horrible. And, here's a know, guy who left a team. successful yeah. medical career. Yeah. Thanks, Dave. And, yeah, as yeah, a doctor. As a neurosurgeon. Uh-huh. I love Dr. J. <laughs> I know. He's my, my my favorite Sixer of all time, and I'm watching uh, Winning Time on HBO right now. I just finished it up, uh, but the Lakers in 1980 played the Sixers in the finals, and Magic Johnson was a rookie, and, and Dr. J was an established star. And the dynamic between those two guys, even though it's a fictionalized portrayal of the two, is really, really well done. And Dr. J... Uh, tr- in a way, took Magic Johnson under his wing, but he also knew he was the star, and Magic was not yet a star. It's, it's a really great series. It and sucks because I was too young to appreciate him and Charles Barkley, you know, being on the court at the same time. Like, you know, like, right. and, I, and I've and Moses. seen him in Moses, yeah. and, you know. Mo Cheeks. Mm-hmm. You and guys ever met Dr. J? I did, on a plane in 1984, uh, going to the Olympics, uh, and uh, Turquoise was on the plane as well, and yeah, I shook his hand. Okay, did you see him stand up on the plane? Because uh, that I stood been, next to him. Yeah, did, really? I stood next to him. I was a kid at the time, so I was nine, and, and got off the plane and, and shook his hand. My grandfather introduced me to him, and uh, it was it's a memorable moment in my life because, Kathy, I know you've had the same experience, but your hand disappears in his. And it's this see, massive thing. Seeing him on a plane would be like you being in a kid's, you know, like a <laughs> um, playhouse. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, completely hunched over yes. and so on. I would love to meet him sometime. Yeah. Uh, he's just, you know, he's a class act. For sure. And uh, just one of the all-time greats. I stood next to him at a bar in Philly and uh, actually Matt Cord introduced me to him and Nick, I shook his hand and that was literally, I think that's the one thing I remember is how giant his hand was and it's just like, mm-hmm. it's just like another world. Like, yep. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Alright, let me go to Lewis here. Hey, Lewis, good morning. Good morning. Hey, uh, the Philly sports movie yet to be made. I think Concrete Charlie, so Chuck Penderick from the Eagles. I mean, he's 40 years before my time, but every you know thing I've read about him and watched about him just... You're, you're nodding. Vis- Casey's nodding. Yeah, I mean, and also, like, he's one, one of the most iconic uh, pictures in Philadelphia sports history as well. Uh, him uh, standing over, was it Len Dawson? Um, Frank Gifford. Frank Gifford. Frank Gifford. Yeah. Frank Gifford. Yeah, um, yeah, just lays this guy out, and he's just standing over him like he's just you know standing over a dead body. Wow. Yeah, yeah we're looking at that picture. I, you know, not growing Jesus. up here, I'm not familiar with that, but that looks. Yes. By, by the way, look at look at how ripped up the field is. Oh uh-huh. uh-huh. yeah. That Franklin Field. It's got to be right. And and so yeah, he won the championship in 1960, and then uh, I don't know if he also won in 48, but yeah, for the long time. That was the only championship that the Eagles had, or the most recent, until they won the Super Bowl in 2017. Wow. I think maybe a story of Thanks, the making of Buddies Watching You. Uh, yeah, great. <laughs> the, the composing, the, yeah. the, the long late-night songwriting <laughs> sessions. By the way, I didn't go through the three worst uh, oh, movies oh, yeah, on, sorry, uh, right. on Mike's list here. So uh, the three worst Philly sports movies, and then we're going to have to take a break. Uh, Stealing Home. With Mark Harmon, it was in the 1980s, yeah. played Billy Wyatt, once a hot prospect for the Phillies who had fallen on hard times. 
has to figure out what to do with the ashes of his late friend slash first love, played by Jodie Foster. Uh, lots of shots of Chestnut Hill and a ridiculous scene set in the stadium, he says. But other than that, for the local nostalgia, stealing home isn't worth a rewatch. It's, uh, in fact, it's trite. He said Roger Ebert wrote uh, that he, quote, left the screening wondering if any movie could possibly be that bad. <laughs> it was on the heels of, like, Bull Durham and uh, The Natural and, and other great baseball movies, and it just did not live up. Okay. How about a movie called Pride? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, this movie aspires to be uh, Remember the Titans for Swimming. And fails at for being too formulaic. Uh, amid racism in the 1970s, Philadelphia Rec Center coach refurbishes an old pool, teaches several black kids to swim, and leads them into a big meet. Uh, the acting is overwrought, the characters are one-dimensional, and the script lacks any complexity or nuance. Uh, never saw it, don't know. No, not familiar. And yeah. then the last one he mentioned, worst movie in Philadelphia, Rocky Five. <laughs> Um, I think <laughs> that's where we get yeah. Rantlers and and the whole up on the roof thing. Uh, that's that's from Rocky Five. It really is because listen, because you compare it to the genius of other of Rocky and Rocky Balboa and all the stuff we love about Stallone. That that attempt that as Nick pointed out, that first swipe at a Rocky Balboa type story. Was so bad. We need Rantlers. to go through that movie. We need to go through that movie. I'll bet you there's some other gems we could. Oh find my god! Out. Yeah, we, we have yeah. only scratched the surface, and that's the, the reindeer on the roof Rantlers. thing. The Rantlers. Can we play the whole Rantlers clip. Do we have that whole? Thing? He's gonna have to. Sorry. No, no, no. We got it. We got dig that up. But uh, we, we forgot about Mighty Max. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, you were in Mighty Max, right? Yeah. For... Star. What was uh, was that? The flight attendant. I think it was. You were the you hooker. Were you were the hooker. So many roles. I know, but I've been a snick. I've had so many roles. You think I can remember all of them? God. Uh, was that a basketball movie? Yeah. Yeah. Immaculata College. Yes. Okay. The women. Um, well, it's not the press. I can't believe we'll just come up on the roof, will you? He just landed there and crashed. And who do you think it is? Do I hear reindeer on my roof? You know, uh, Rantlers, that unbelievable. It's like a billion. Come on, look who's here. You know this guy. He's going to be next Christmas before he gets down. Hey, they put it together for Santa. Hey. Merry Christmas. Yo, yo, yo. Hey, I don't think you got it right, Santa. No, no, no. It's ho, ho, ho. I need you to stop talking. Stop it. You're So that was the best take. Yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. yep. There were other takes that weren't as good. Let's watch it on playback. Perfect. <laughs> That's the one they went with. All right. Well, anyhow, interesting. Uh, but this movie, uh, Hustle, looks pretty damn good. Yeah. I don't know any feedback. We do have that screening tonight. We'll do a couple more movie passes in a little while to okay. give away. I'm going to hang on to those. What I need to give away now as we take a break are some passes to our sorority party oh! at Parks Casino next Wednesday. Ladies, we want to welcome you to the fold of Zeta Eta Pi. We have not had one of these in years now. Now years. And it is time to get you on board for this event and our activity this time around. We're going to square dance, <laughs> just like we did in high school we or need junior high. You know what? I actually did do it in high school, too. I'll guarantee you a lot oh. of the people that will attend have never done it. That's fine. It's a stupid, fun activity. Yes, and uh, it's next Wednesday, so it's rapidly approaching. Bill, I'm going to take 10 callers Whoa. right now. 215-263-WMMR is the number. And- <laughs> 
You need to be uh, ladies, you need to be female, and able to join us 21 and over only at Parks next Wednesday. And uh, we'll set you up with a free drink, and we got a free happy hour buffet. You can bring a friend, ladies only, invitation only event, 215-263-WMMR. Call only if you can go. We're going to be back in just a moment. B-File up next. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the weekly rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. Podcasts? Oh yeah, MMR's got them. There's the Fun Size and Bizarre File editions, along with Preston and Steve full show podcasts, plus the MM Archives podcast and more. Click podcasts on WMMR.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve show podcast. I'll offer just a slight bit of clarity for a texter. It's kind of a pointed comment here that uh, talking about the Nirvana song I just played. Uh, I'm on a plane. So this has got to be the dumbest song I've ever heard. I'm on a plane, really. There are millions of others, you ass hat. Now uh-huh. write a song called Snakes on the Plane, and I'm good. Actually, plane is spelled P L A I N. So it may be a poetic. Uh, I don't think he's talking about an airplane. No. I think he's talking about something else. Plane I don't know what. I've never, I've never really sat down and yep. tried to figure that out, but uh, nonetheless, I just thought. You know, Mr. Asshat would want to know about that, so I'd pass Mr. that on to Well, I mean, he said, I'm not calling him an asshat, it's just the comment that he made. Yeah, anyway. so he, he may be laboring under misconceptions. Can, can I, I don't know. Can I do a quick short-out, Preston? Please do All a right. short-out. So yesterday, my wife has been, has gotten, has been come to know as has gotten into beekeeping, yeah. and apparently this is, we, we had a conversation, a long one about this before, and, and this is all the rage. A lot of people are doing it. Uh, but we had a gentleman call in uh, who is uh, Alan Latanzi. He's known as the B-Man. 6ABC had done a feature on him as well. And he came out to the house yesterday, Preston, and, man, this guy knows all things bees like crazy. And it's fascinating. I'm watching tacitly my wife go through everything and learn about it, and then I'm kind of drawn into it. But he came out, like, uh, checked out the, the, the hives, said my wife was doing a really good job, did some tweaking and stuff like that. But he couldn't have been nicer, spent a whole bunch of time. He showed me on his phone the amount of appointments he has for bee removal. So he'll come in and get the bees and put them into hives and... Um, you know, but I mean, it had to be like for yesterday, like 60 different stops going to places where someone has noticed a beehive by their front door, you know, or bees amassing. He removes them and that's his job. So his name is Alan Latanzi, the bee man. This is for you, Alan. I had to remove a beehive uh, just a couple of days ago. Carter and I did. Uh, it was on the side of our house and uh, it was about the size of a tennis ball. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, right. And so we, we checked and made sure there weren't any bees in it. Yes, first, but uh, had to knock that thing down. It was pretty wild. Yeah, no, never, I mean, there's. I mean, it looked. It was round like that. It was. Uh, it was pretty oh. interesting. Yeah. So he and my wife are both in their outfits, and he's, you know, but he's got the the the, the stuff up, and the bee, it's just this mass of bees hanging off it. It's pretty wild. Yeah, it's fascinating. All right, uh, we have a bizarre file to get to. Let's do it now. Now, WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's bizarre file. Brought to you by Sequoia Outback. Save on decking, railings, grills, and patio furniture during Sequoia's annual 4th of July sale. It's going on now on Route 309 in Hatfield or at decksupplies.com. Well, a man on a motorized unicycle died in a collision with a recycling garbage truck in San Francisco early Wednesday morning. Man. The collision was reported shortly after 4 a.m. Officers arrived and found the cyclist who was pronounced dead at the scene. His name was not immediately released, and according to a... Officials at uh, Recology, the trash company, 
Uh, they said that a collection truck was going north. A unicyclist was struck near the uh, struck near the rear of the truck. So I guess he just like barreled into it. That's why you got to have that second wheel. Yeah, yeah. Um, man. One wheel. No. Talk, you're talking disaster. It's a there, death man. trap. Uh, police said it's a that suicide trap. You got to get out while you're young, man. Because unicyclists like us were born to go slowly. Uh, police say they do not believe impairment was a factor in the collision and ask everyone with information about the case to call their tip line if they know anything. How's your unicycle game? Have you ever tried? Never done it, and yeah. I would like to. Yeah. Uh, I, I think it would take a lot of work, yeah. but it's a bizarre little skill like juggling that I would it like is. to uh, that I'd like to master someday. Yeah, I have a unicyclist on my cycling team. They, he rides to Atlantic uh, City. Are you kidding? Yeah. From here to Atlantic City on a unicycle? So he does the shorter trek, which is I think like 40 miles it's or still maybe even 30 miles. Crazy. But he does it on a unicycle. But I mean, you know, you just don't go and buy a unicycle. <laughs> you know, you got to you got to try it out. Right. And and I don't By the I, way, I don't have one I can buy. On a unicycle, where would you put your bagels and such? Yeah, true. You, you yeah. don't have a basket. Uh, yeah, you hang them off your nuts. I don't know what you do. So, moving on. The, <laughs> you hang them off your nuts. You just solved a, one of the great dilemmas for unicyclists. Where do you put your bagel? Hang them off your nuts. Okay. Right? <laughs> I mean, is it that crazy? Uh, the irate customer who allegedly gunned down a hardworking Chinese food delivery man in a cold-blooded attack in Queens which stemmed from a dispute about duck sauce that led to a month-long reign of terror was busted late last Wednesday. So he murdered this guy over something that started with duck sauce. Yeah, yeah, this this guy's crazy. Glenn Hirsch was picked up on a warrant Wednesday in charge of murder as well as criminal possession of a loaded firearm in connection to the April 30th slaying of 45-year-old Jiwen Yan. Uh, Cops revealed that Hirsch was caught on surveillance footage circling the restaurant for an hour on the night of the shooting, then seen following Yan to his car before he allegedly shot him dead. Police said they found eight guns at his estranged wife's home when they executed a search warrant. Uh, They said Hirsch and his ex had parted ways amicably, uh, although a neighbor said Hirsch showed up often and described him as an a-hole. He said, I've heard him a bunch of times yelling at her. Uh, He has to be identified only as Glenn. He said, he's an a-hole. I've just seen the guy treating her like S. He speaks very loud. These walls are not the thickest walls in the world. He said he never saw her hit her or anything like that, but he just said he was an a-hole. So Certainly deranged. Yeah. uh, Apparently, he had an ongoing beef with the uh, staff at Great Wall, uh, bombarding the restaurant with phone calls and even calling 911 on them when he took his anger out on Yen. Uh, The DA, Melinda Katz, said, as alleged, a petty dispute over a takeout order became an obsessive point of contention for the defendant who began to stalk and harass employees at the restaurant for months. Apparently, he didn't get enough duck sauce one time, and it led to a shouting match. Imagine what shape and, your life is in where yeah. that's your flashpoint. Yeah, and he just never let it go. Like right. He was he was harassing them for a month at a time, and eventually uh, he went and killed this guy. So they busted this idiot, thank God for that. An artificial... Listen, Steve, you're going to love this. An artificial intelligence program has developed its own language, and no one can understand it. Oh, my God. We're dead. So there is a movie called Colossus the Forbin Project. Okay. Where we, the United States, create a supercomputer. And at the same time, it was that time, it was Soviet Russia. 
creates okay. their own super global computer. They started talking they to start each other. They start talking yeah. to each other. <laughs> and we can't understand what they're saying. OpenAI is an artificial intelligence system developer. The programs are fantastic examples of supercomputing, but there are some quirks. It's called Dale E2. It's OpenAI's latest AI system. And it can generate realistic or artistic images from user-rendered text descriptions. Uh, and it represents a milestone of machine learning. OpenAI's site said the program learned the relationship between images and the text used to describe them. Uh, so the demonstration includes interactive keywords for visiting users to play with and generates images. Toggling different keywords will result in different images, styles, and subjects. But the system has one strange behavior. It's writing its own language of random arrangements of letters, and researchers don't know why. Gianna Daras, a computer uh, science PhD student, University of Texas published a thread detailing uh, the unexplained new language. Uh, and Dora said that uh, Dale E2 uh, uh, had told it, she had told it to create an image of farmers talking about vegetables. And the program did so, but the farmer's speech read Viacuts, uh, some unknown AI word. Uh, Dara's fed Viacuts back into the system and got back pictures of vegetables. It is made up his own word for, for vegetables. vegetables. Viacuts. Yeah. And she said, we then feed words, uh, Apopolae, Visarelatars, and we got birds. So, <laughs> okay. All right. I got an idea. What? Unplug it. She said, it seems that the farmers are talking about birds messing with their vegetables. Oh, my God. Wow. It's creating its own language. We need EMPs, like uh-huh. things yeah. you can set off right near these things. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that switch, it's gotten too smart. Again, I kid you not. Stephen Hawking often addressed how terrified he was of AI. Yep. Uh, when plugged back into Dal E uh, two, they they made up some gibberish. Uh, the text will result in images. Results it said, in no sad bro of airplanes. And some AI researchers argued that uh, Dale E 2s gibberish text is random noise. Wow. All right, uh, let's see. These have been pretty horrible stories. We need something else. How about uh, about a puppy? Well, okay, yeah. An Iditarod sled dog Yay! was uh, found safe after disappearing from a checkpoint at the race three months ago and recovered uh, after covering nearly 150 miles. So they, they were not oh. expecting to find this dog alive. Uh, musher Sebastian Dos Santos Borges of France was picking up Leon and returning with him home to France. Uh, Leon went missing in March after the trail committee said uh, that... Uh, uh, said was his escape from the Ruby checkpoint. Leon! <laughs> and, That's how they called him, right? Yeah, they're uh, walking around. Yeah, they're the, blaring the over his Just calling his name Leon! over and over. Uh, so in May, residents of the... Of the Alaska city of McGrath, over 120 miles south of the checkpoint, reported race director Mark Normand that they'd seen Leon frequently near a cabin. Uh, the residents of the cabin and another musher left food for Leon in the hopes of catching him, and he was, he was caught early. <laughs> he was caught early Saturday morning and was safe, uh, alert and understandably skinny, but seemingly healthy. Leon, <laughs> he's upset. Leon was expected to see a veterinarian in the. That's a man making that growling <laughs> yeah, noise, yeah, in yeah. case you did not know that. That's the best. It's hilarious. Uh, Liam is expected to see a veterinarian in the coming day. Veterinarian in the coming days and uh, needs a health certificate before he can fly back to France. That's miraculous. So he made it, and there's Good your puppy. Good for Leon. There's your puppy dog. Yeah. 
All right. Uh, let me give away the last two, no, three, I guess, passes that I have for um, the movie screening Hustle that we have tonight. All right. Which, which we believe Adam Sandler will be in attendance for. Word is he's going to be there. Whether right. that happens or not, I, I can't guarantee. Uh, but we'll take callers 10, 11, and 12 at 215-263-WMMR. So it's tonight, 7 o'clock at the Philadelphia Film Center. And, of course, he's in, uh, a down on the, his luck basketball scout and discovers a once-in-a-lifetime player. And it's all centered around the Sixers. Ah, it's so cool. And it's all around here. And it streams on Netflix on June 8th. But that screening is taking place tonight. 215-263-WMMR, 10, 11, 12. We will put you on that list. I will right, we'll take a break. We'll come back in just a moment. Don't forget a little bit later on, Craig Shoemaker stopping by. He's playing the Ardmore Music Hall Thursday night. We have a few other things to give away as well. Stay with us. We'll be back in a moment. Amp up your summer with MMR. And your chance at a little road trip across our fine commonwealth to see Metallica. MMR VIPs hit the contest page at WMMR.com and convince us to hand you two tickets to Metallica at PNC Park in Pittsburgh, August 14th. Passes for an exclusive blackened whiskey. Whiskey tasting. What? Passes for an exclusive pre-show blackened whiskey tasting at the venue. Hosted by master distiller Rob Dietrich. Plus a hotel room for the night and a $200 gas card. While you do that, We'll throw in some extra Metallica for inspiration, including tracks every hour this weekend. Get details at WMMR.com. And Metallica tickets via Ticketmaster. From 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. I saw a few things, I guess. I don't know. What do you? Who do you want me to be? <laughs> you want to do the general store? Let's do that. Jerry. Uh, yeah. Because I'm not ready for the stream of consciousness no, nerd. No, yeah. stream of consciousness nerd, that's, that's yeah. absurd. And you, you you didn't notice these things. You just came across them. Yeah, I did. Exactly. Yeah. So I came, Like the things you'd want to sell. I came across this little it's item. It's time for the general store. As Preston Elliott, the proprietor, wish you a good day and welcome you inside. All right, so... He's a simple man, a man with a big number. <laughs> <laughs> this is pretty cool. Uh... Stranger Things is the show that uh, Caroline and I watch. Are we all watching it at some level or another? Kathy, are you a Stranger Things? You know what's so funny is Jace just asked if he could watch it, and we just put the first episode on. Oh, oh season okay. one? Season one. Uh, to be honest, uh, from what you say he's into, I think he can deal with Handle it. I think it? it? Yeah. I don't know. Like It was like the first scene, and my heart was pounding. I was like, I don't know if I want to do this <laughs> for like multiple seasons. There's some language in it. Yeah. There's a little the teen sex nothing. Oh, there is. Nothing great. No, we're, not, that's it. We're done. No, we're no, not, no, no, no. We're not, not watching it. Not, shut up, mom. <laughs> no. Uh, nothing graphic. No. I told him we could watch it until there's something inappropriate and then we can't watch it anymore. So right. if I get to teen sex, we're out. Just it's it's it. more fun than, than you know, uh, abrasive. Anyway, uh, so this is pretty cool. Uh, the Graduate Bloomington Hotel in Indiana is giving guests a chance to experience the upside down for themselves with the Stranger Things themed suite. And it isn't just a hotel room with some slight nods to the show either. Uh, the suite will make you feel like you're in the buyer's living room, complete with the iconic Christmas lights from season one. Ah, interesting. Along with uh, the flickering lights at right. some point. With the messages, yes. Uh, and you'll also find uh, props from the show scattered throughout the living room, like uh, student IDs from the characters and Will's drawings of the upside-down tunnel from season two on the wall. You know, that'd make a, like a, a Stranger Things escape room. There had, there had I was talking to, to Sarah Parker, because yeah. uh, her and her hubby, uh, are, he, he runs some escape rooms 
And there was one that was like that, and I'm not sure if it's still around or not because I was asking her about it the other day. You have to get, you know, licensing yes. to do things if you if you, if you you do a little bit. I mean, like there are Harry Potter-ish ones, but nothing that's official. Just call it Branger Brings. Uh, but <laughs> I would love to do a Stranger Things escape room. You're right. It lends yeah. itself to yeah. that yeah. stuff. Uh, so not only that, but they also have uh, a closet full of costumes cool. uh, from the show, like Eleven's pink dress and uh, Scoops Ahoy uniform, <laughs> along with the buyer's living room. The suite also has a bedroom inspired by the Wheeler's basement, just like the basement uh, where the clue plays uh, Dungeons & Dragons. It also has a ton of retro board games that you can play. There's even uh, Will's wizard cloak in the costume closet, and you can wear it as you defeat Demogorgons in your D&D game. And you can also communicate with your crew via oversized walkie-talkies in the suite or hang out in a pillow fort that looks like the one that Mike made for Eleven. Uh, there are both king-sized bed and pull-out sofa bed, which means that the suite comfortably sleeps up to four guests. Along with booking the Stranger Things suite, you can also get the upside-down experience package, and that includes a Polaroid camera that you can use during your stay, an Eggo waffle snack, <laughs> and a free bike rentals for you to explore Bloomington uh, just like the Stranger Things cruise uses around Hawkins. That's pretty cool. Yeah. And you also get two tickets to the Wonder Lab Science Museum. And uh, part of the proceeds of each booking goes to that museum as well. Uh, the room starts at like 350 bucks a night. And it can get as pricey as 1400 bucks a night. What? For Bloomington? If you're staying in October. So, oh, you right. know, as you get closer to Halloween, it's going to be a little bit more expensive. But I showed this to Caroline. She was like, well, we got to do that. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing to me that this show started in 2016. You know, like I know. It's, it's been around for six years at this point, And the kids obviously have grown up a lot over the last yeah. six years. They look very different in this season. I love it. Yeah. I love every single character on there. But one that I, that I, there's two that I really love. And that's Nancy. Yeah. Because Nancy has gone from this kind of mousy uh, prim gal to just an absolute, like, she will not hesitate <laughs> to pick up a gun and be a badass. No, you learn stuff about her in season four that's like, she's not, she's not going to roll over. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and Murray, the conspiracy. Oh, theorist. I love Murray. I, I love that actor. love that guy. He's such a great character. He was on that that Walker Texas Ranger parody that Chris Elliott did. He was oh, hilarious. Really? He was hilarious. Uh, the whole cast is fantastic. I liked it. Well, in the new season there's a there's a guy who's kind of a, a rocker. Yeah. But he's a D&D fanatic. Yep. And he is my new uh, favorite character. Yep, I I agree. By the way, so the Graduate Hotels actually a few uh, have a few other themed Suites at other locations. So there's one on uh, Roosevelt Island in New York City. Uh, they have a loft suite that's inspired by the movie Big. It comes with a Zoltar oh, machine man. and a giant piano. Uh, the one in Nashville has a pink nine to five suite. What? And, yeah, a little late what, on what, that. What do you? What are the? Are, are you on a an automatic garage door roper and an oh, bondage outfit? That'd be great. Yeah. Uh huh. And then there's one at uh, it's Evanston. Uh, anyhow, it is inspired by Home Alone. So, so that's Chicago. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. The, so there are fun. there have been classic rooms and classic homes in in pop culture. Uh, the the thing I have an issue with is just simply placing artifacts around the room i'd like the room itself to resemble an iconic room and and i'm trying to think of what you know in the realm might be like stephen king what's what's the what's the john cusack movie with the room that is 
the hotel room, oh, the suite. 421 yeah, or something yeah, like yeah, that. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, that could be pretty interesting. But not a lot of people saw the movie. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so anyhow, that's in uh, that's in Bloomington, and if you're interested, you can you can look that up. It's called the Graduate Hotels. All right, uh, let's go over to the pharmacy. What is up, everybody? <laughs> uh, a new colorectal cancer drug has shocked researchers with how effective it is against a highly dangerous disease after it virtually cured every member of a clinical trial. This, again, you hear these things pop up periodically and you go, is this it? Is this it? This looks like it has the potential to be it. Well, with with a caveat, because it's only it's a small... It causes colorectal no, cancer. No, 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 no. Only, only a small group of people will qualify as a very specific uh, yeah. thing that you have to have. Oh. Uh, so it's called uh, Doster uh, Limab, D O S T A R L I M A B, uh, or do, uh, he runs a competing general store, Preston. Uh oh, my name's Doster Limab. <laughs> I think this town can use another t- uh, store. It's a monoclonal antibody drug that right. is already approved to treat endometrial cancer in the UK, and it smashed expectations in a trial in New York City. Uh, one year after the trial ended, each of the 18 participants' cancer had gone into remission with the doctors unable to find signs of the cancer in their body. That's incredible. So once you have, a like, a building block like that where you can sort of expand off of, that's an amazing thing, and, a, and a, it's a big opportunity. Yeah. So while the trial was small, it's considered game-changing and sets up the drug as a potential cure for one of the most dangerous common cancers known. However, it can only be used on up to a tenth of colorectal cancer patients, mm. they have to have a genetic mutation in their tumor, which all of the trial participants had. So that was the caveat I was saying. So, um, well, maybe, you know, again, I don't know. I, you I, know. I'm pre-law. I'm not really. This is <laughs> <Right>. my thing. <laughs> uh, Dr. Luis Diaz, uh, one of the lead authors of the paper, said, I believe this is the first time that this has happened in the history of cancer. It's really exciting. I think it's a great step forward for patients. Yes. Uh, he said, we are investigating if this same method may help other cancers where the treatments are often life-altering and tumors can be MMRD'd. Yes, married. Uh, or WMMRD'd. Means more yeah. Means more rock. MMR'd. Uh, yeah. So uh, that... We're uh, going to rock your tumor! I'll explain what MMR uh, means, but uh, he said, we are currently enrolling patients with gastric or stomach, prostate, and pancreatic cancers. Uh, Dostorlimab can be used in patients who have tumors, with the specific genetic makeup known uh, genetic makeup known as mismatch repair deficient, uh, which is MMR, okay, or microsatellite instability. Just five to ten percent of all rectal cancer patients are thought to have MMR tumors, including all the patients in the criminal so trial. Like in I said. general, there's good news. Yes. when you get your colonoscopy uh, with this, they can remove issues that will be that could be issues down the road. Just by simply getting your colonoscopies, you know, uh, on schedule, yeah. you can be ahead of all of this. So that's a that's always good advice. I have um, a, a history of so much different type of cancer in my family. Right. You know, my dad had prostate right. myeloma, and, and my grandfather had uh, rectal cancer. Uh, cancer, and so I'm <laughs> curious to like, you know, what am I g- genetically predisposed to, and if and when I get them. Uh, what treatments like Preston's describing right now will, will be available. Or, or just flat out save my life. Yes. You know? Well, the PSA, which is the simple blood test that saved my life with the prostate cancer, was the indicator. Um, you know, all these things are there. I mean, they're, they're, we're getting more and more. Stuff like this is exciting. 
Yeah. And by the way, so the, the antibody works by attaching, this is kind of interesting, attaching to a protein called PD-1, which is on the surface of cancer cells, and then that helps the immune system effectively unmask the hiding cancer cells and destroy them. Hmm. So it, 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 it brings these things to the forefront so your own immune system can, can take care of it and kill it. That's where they're going with this so stuff. So you don't have to worry which, about chemotherapy right, and right. radiation and things like that that your are, body that are does. dangerous to your body as it is. Exactly. Yeah. So That's if, amazing. If, if they can take just a few more steps, man. And oh, just, my God. Oh, it'd be incredible. And you wow. had that in the store. I had that in the store. And it was in the pharmacy. Yeah. Right. Uh, let's go over to the sports section. <laughs> Uh, Greg Norman has revealed that Tiger Woods has turned down a figure approaching $1 billion to join the Saudi Gulf Revolution. He's uh-huh. turned this down. So the news came on a day when it was announced that Phil Mickelson is going to end his four-month exile from golf in the inaugural Saudi-backed LIV series. Is it LIV or is it 54? Oh. I don't know if these are... Uh, if these are I don't uh, either, but Mickelson's going to do it? Not. Yeah, yeah. So he's, he's going to be at uh, St. Albans on Thursday. Mickelson, and I'll tell you why he's doing it. A billion dollars? Uh, no, uh, $125 million, Okay. which, you He's know, got a lot of gambling debts. Yeah, 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 he yeah. does. He, is that the case? Yeah. 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 Is that what got him in uh, the hot water? Among Phil, other things. Yeah, and, and he said some things that, that uh, were looked at as, and, and I didn't understand the complexity of all of that. Well, a lot of it was ignoring um, sort of uh, human rights abuses by by the Saudi government and, and, and basically denying that they even ever happened in the first place and wow. then just accepting the money. Uh, and so he was shamed for that, um, in my mind, rightfully. And now he's just saying, well, screw it, I'm going to take the 125 mil. Yeah, a few other people are on board with him. Underlying the seemingly limitless wealth of the Saudis are prepared to uh, pour into golf. Uh, Greg Norman revealed negotiations with Tiger's representatives. He said Woods turned down a deal that was mind-blowingly enormous. We're talking high nine digits. Wow. Uh, and in an eye-opening interview with the Washington Post, uh, the Australian, who's the face of the Saudi golf uh, group, also accused... Long-standing opponent Rory McIlroy and others of being brainwashed against the Rebel Circuit, and Jack Nicklaus of being a hypocrite for siding with the PGA Tour. Is he still going ahead with his cat barbecue? What? Yeah, because this is just all bad PR moves. <laughs> I don't know if yeah. he's doing that. Nicklaus came out in support of the status quo last week in a speech that clearly didn't go down uh, well with uh, Norman. Mm. Uh, but yeah, he's saying that uh, Tiger Woods may have been. Uh, a billion up to a billion dollars, and listen, Tiger holds Jack Nicholas in you know like godlike regard, right? So maybe he's following in Jack's, uh, you know, uh, his his lead and just going. Well, they got the I money. Got enough, I got enough money as it is. I yeah. don't need this. You know what I yeah. mean? Yeah, yeah. So, and he but, does. But Nicholson just said, "Yes, I'm I'm doing it," and mm-hmm. he's going. Okay, yeah. Right. They're giving him 125 million dollars. It's like a signing bonus. Like here you go, just to play. Here's $125 million. And a per diem. So he's taking it. Wow. Okay. All right. uh, Let's see. All right. Let's go over to the liquor section of the store. You know, this is like an amazing. (laughs) Oh, I'm here with you guys. We're an enormous general store. We got everything. Yeah. I mean, it seems like a a small town, little down the street thing. It's like the TARDIS in Doctor Who. It's pretty big. (laughs) Uh, Instead of going to AA, more millennials and Gen Xers are choosing online sober curious clubs. Uh, problematic drinking has accelerated during the you didn't pandemic. You think it's going to be this? Uh, right? that yeah, boring. Yeah, yeah. Kathy's wow. leaving. Yeah. Yeah. I'm leaving. Yeah. And excessive drinking rose. She's heading over to the, the Saudi golf section. <laughs> excessive drinking rose 21% in 2020. Women have been particularly impacted by this worrisome trend. Excessive drinking can lead to, of course, death, liver disease, and cancer. Uh, but many of these online sober clubs reject the label of uh, alcoholic and traditional AA philosophy 
Women also say that they are drawn to online groups as a reaction against drinking memes, advertising, and wine mom culture. Well, mm. so wait, say that again. Say that sentence again. What do they think of it? Uh, so th- some women are uh, say they're drawn to these online uh, sober curious clubs as a reaction against drinking yeah. memes, advertising, and wine mom culture. So, um, so like every time you mention you know wine, liquor, whatever, yeah. and I make a comment, Ooh. and and there are there are all those memes out there, and I've yeah. seen some people go after them and say like just because you're a mom doesn't mean you need to have wine at night, you know, like all of that. Listen, I feel (laughs) like relax. It's a joke. I'm not sitting around drinking all day, but I enjoy, you know, on the weekend, a glass of wine or or whatever it is, a margarita or like a lot of margarita. (laughs) (laughs) But But around here, like at work, you you just, you have have that sock. (laughs) She has a can of spray paint. Listen to me, I think it's funny, but I think it's funny because I don't have a drinking problem. You know what I mean? I'm sorry. I love these wine memes. I think they're great. So to, to touch on this on kind of a serious side of the thing, it says here some doctors are concerned use of these online clubs may deter people from seeking medical or psychological help from professionals. Yes. And, and I know, Steve, I've heard you say before and, and Casey as well that, you know, you, it needs to be zero tolerance, not at all in your life and all this and so on. I think it depends on who you are who you as are. a person. Oh, totally. Because Completely. to be honest, I think, I, I like... There, there are those who have who it's it's seriously impacting their life in a very negative way, mm-hmm. and therefore, yes, you should absolutely seek proper yeah. professional help and rid this from your life. But then there are those who who don't have that serious problem, and I, but may want to just cut back, back off, yeah. Of, yeah, you know what I mean, to take a break and, to and do I, that. That's absolutely, totally that's absolutely that. the case. Yeah. So my brother so clearly pointed it out, and he said. We were sitting in the back. My father had come to visit. The family was together, and there were some some beers on the table. And he said, "The issue is, I could have that that beer, right? And that 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 would that would that, that would be one game. beer. It, yeah. would, it would be off and running. Yes. Never be the so end that's, of it. That's right. the 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 problem. Absolutely. Like I know, I like to drink. Um, it it is not impacting me in a horrible way." But it's not good for me. Right. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not good for There's me. There's times when you need a break. And I ought to back off of it from time to time. Yeah. So, you know, I was just having this conversation. What I've noticed is I think it's the age that I'm at, 35. Um, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> no, I think it's the age of a lot of people around me, and not for the reason of alcoholism or anything, but health-wise, um, yeah. have stopped drinking. I have a lot of, of people in my life who have completely stopped drinking, completely really? eliminated it from their from their life. I'm and all of a sudden. No, but I think it's I think it's just a certain age that that we're reaching that it's now they, they don't want to feel like that in the morning and maybe right. you know after less drinks one glass uh, they feel crappy. But the why next they morning. will even doctors will say that some wine has a medicinal yeah, yeah. One, one or two glasses yeah, yeah. not a bottle yeah right. <laughs> but Kath, you you I remember your days when you would go and and tie Tear, one on yeah you don't really do that never anymore. yeah never I don't think yeah. I. I no, I rarely do that. Like maybe I don't even know. I can't even tell you the last time that that, that you were drunk. Right? Yeah, yeah, that I was right. like that. Because to me, that's not enjoyable anymore. You know what I mean? Yeah. When I was in college, and that's what we were doing, and it anything was, that involves a gurney, it was fun. But now, like if I wake up and I don't feel good, it ruins my whole day. Sometimes two days. So yeah. like I don't want to feel like that. Yeah, I can see that. So I, I, yeah, I'm, I am uh, intrigued by the sober, curious 
club or the so curious. To, well, that yeah. yeah. Congratulations. Yeah, I'm going to try, try it. Take it up for a spin. But I mean, so just to just to sample it a little bit, or you know, if you've it, and and try this out and find other like-minded people that that'll you know support you in that. Yeah. You know? And and then if you're really seeing it make a difference, and you really don't want to go back to that at all, you can maybe go a little bit further with it. Then log into the porn site. There yeah. you go. <laughs> this might be too serious of a question, but um, Steve, do you think that if you drank, you would be an addict? No. Like, that's not why you don't drink. You I don't. never... I, a... I, I seriously do not like the taste of alcohol. I just don't like it. I, I've never liked it in anything, even like rum cake. I just, uh, you know, so so. Um, that's the main thing. I just didn't know thing. because of your brother's issue. But my brother swears that the first time he took a drink... He th- that was it. His fate had been sealed, hmm. uh-huh. and that that he was always predisposed to be. He felt in his mind an alcoholic. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's see here. How about we move on to? Oh, let's go to the jewelry uh, aisle. Ooh, I'm still here. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Get Kathy out of the parking lot. <laughs> it's not for you. This is male ah. jewelry. The crown jewel of Elvis Presley's watch collection. That's right, man. Has just hit the market. Uh, designed by Swiss luxury watchmaker Ebel. I think that's how you say that. Yeah, he wobbles, but he doesn't fall down. <laughs> that's Weebel. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry, man. Yeah. Ebel. <laughs> <laughs> And things are funny. Yeah, this is man. great, man. He's got a big old belly on his bushing right <laughs> Kind of weebles around. Uh, Ebel, I guess, uh, E-B-E-L. The four- right, man. The 14-carat yellow gold timepiece is uniquely as uniquely glitzy as the king himself and stands out amongst his Audacious, other loud. more traditional Rolexes and Omegas. Obnoxious. Uh, the, <laughs> the singular bling features an eye-catching jagged strap. That's right. A, a bezel encrusted with 26 round white diamonds. It's you a watch? strap on yep. Silla's hiney. And... <laughs> yeah. And it... <laughs> and an interlo- Did I say that out loud, man? I guess so. And an interlocking <laughs> chain lining one side. On the dial, meanwhile, blue hour markers provide a bit of contrast. Did you them. see that they talked to Priscilla uh, Presley about... Um, the moratorium placed on Elvis's oh. likeness being used. No, what did she say? She said she thought Elvis would have been down with the, you know, yeah. the Using whole thing. Him? She had nothing to do with it. It was, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so legend has it that the, um, the late icon gifted the one-off to his close pal and backup singer, J.D. Sumner. That's right, man, J.D. Sumner. <laughs> uh, he even had the band of the rarity engraved with a message from Elvis to J.D. Sumner, 1974. And Presley was known to present his uh, family and friends and with colleagues gift, right? with tokens of appreciation. Yep. That's right. Uh, but this may be the most extravagant item that he was given, uh, that he had given away, that was his. Listen, Wes, you've been a loyal man here. You're in the Jerky of the Month Club. <laughs> wow. I love jerky. Yeah. That's a gift that keeps That's on giving. That keeps on giving, man. Yeah. Uh, New Orleans-based antique store, M.S. Rao, came across... The timepiece in the late 2000s after it changed hands twice. Mm. Uh, in the 1980s, they said J.D. Sumner sold all of his jewelry and memorabilia that Elvis had gifted him to the once owner of the Stamps Quartet, Mike Moon, an avid Elvis fan and collector. And upon Elvis's death, Sumner encouraged Moon to open the first Elvis Museum in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee, which he did in 1979. And this watch remained in the museum's collection till 2008. Yeah, a place like the Anal Ward of America, man. 18, and was then sold to a private collector whom MS acquired it from. I'll tell you, I am, and I know you are as well, perpetually fascinated with uh, Elvis and This is Elvis and yeah. all, all of this stuff, the uh, the movies, the legend. Um, 
Uh, and so this looks like an Elvis piece of jewelry. We're oh, looking totally. at it right now. It's completely outlandish. I yeah. thought Pigeon Ford uh, sounded familiar. That's where uh, Dollywood is. That's right. Oh, really? Yeah. Pigeon Forge. Okay. They got roller coasters, man. Yeah. Look out. They got a Gravitron, man. <laughs> that thing makes you pompadour stick right to the wall, man. Uh, as for the money, MS Rao has listed the timepiece for $495,000. Oh, wow. That's what? Yeah, about a half million bucks. Yeah. Right. Yep. I have to cut back on my fried dinner sandwiches. Uh, there's another thing going up for auction. Uh, it's not jewelry, but uh, it does have an auction big time price to it. So the last jersey that Wayne Gretzky wore as an Edmonton Oiler wow. sold at auction on Sunday for $1.45 million. Wow. You know, I was watching the uh, conference finals last night. The Oilers lost to uh, the Colorado Avalanche in, in overtime, and uh, I learned a fun fact about Gretzky because he's there calling the games. Uh, his first jersey was number 24. Oh. And he, he scored three goals in his first game, and then, then they <laughs> asked Glenn Sather, the head coach at the time, if he could change the number, and Glenn Sather said... You can change your number to whatever number you <laughs> yeah. want it to be. Man. But uh, they were wondering if that number 24 jersey exists anywhere because this last jersey pressing went for as much as it did. Wow. And so does that number 24 jersey, Edmonton Oilers, Wayne Gretzky, first jersey ever worn, so that, exist that, out there somewhere? That'd be like a like a, a stamp with the wrong... Yeah, yeah it's a yeah, rarity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely a rarity. I don't think it would top this one, but that, right. would, be, that would be one to get. I mean, he was so dominant. Yeah. Uh, it's just nobody could touch him. Uh, so the sale was bought through Gray Flannel Auctions. Ah, uh, man, I got a bacon grease squirt gun. Said as the most valuable hockey jersey ever, topping the $1.3 million paid for Paul Henderson's Team Canada jersey mm. from the 1972 Summit Series. I'm not even familiar with Paul Henderson. Wow. Uh, Warren uh, Mays, the guy who collided with a Sasquatch. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah, that yeah, guy. Yeah. yeah. yeah all right. Uh, worn on May 26, 1988, the day the Oilers completed their uh, four-game sweep of the Boston Bruins to win their fourth Stanley Cup and marked the last time Gretzky would suit up for the franchise. Uh, 75 days later, he was traded to the Los Angeles Kings. That fourth game is remembered, and I forgot about this, uh, for having started two days earlier but was suspended due to a power failure inside Boston Garden yeah. with a game tied 3-3 only minutes into the second period. The NHL decided to shift the series back to Edmonton, restart Game Four, what? which the Oilers would win six to three. It really Jeez. pissed off Bruins fans and their fourth title in five seasons. Yeah, and they had a point. Yeah, uh, Gretzky would claim the Conn Smythe Trophy after a twelve-goal, forty-three-point playoff campaign. <laughs> it's unbelievable, uh, and it features uh, champagne stains from the post-game celebrations as well as stick and puck marks from on-ice play. Uh, gloves that he wore in that same game sold for $204,000, while an undershirt, laundry bag, celebration cap, socks, and shorts of his uh, from that night went for about $4,500. What is the most iconic, um, like I think of the ruby slippers from The Wizard of Oz, I think of Michael Jackson's red um, jacket, and then and if you're talking sports, you're you're dealing with uniforms, so there's not you know yeah or or equipment like a Babe yeah. Ruth bat right you know, yeah would, would be uh, up there you know a Jack Nicholas uh, club you know you're saying iconic yeah iconic like a Michael Jordan baseball bat um <laughs> for collectors that probably maybe would be, be yeah, yeah yeah I mean it's <laughs> it's Jordan uh, the old Billy Baru from Caddyshack right, that's right. probably worth a lot of money. <laughs> 
But you got to, like, maybe find a player who only played for one team, right? So yeah. you take, like, a Michael Jordan, right, who played for, you know, a couple different basketball teams, also played baseball. I, I, you know, what about, like, Tiger Woods' uh, maroon Sunday uh, shirt? He always oh, wears the Masters. His, he always wears the same colors on Sundays. Yeah, he was red and black. Uh, mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, Maybe from one of his Masters wins. But how about, like... Ben Hogan's one iron. He he made this incredible, you know, historic shot with that very true club. True. That would be something else. What about um, Tiger Woods' uh, Bill from the Perkins Diner? Mm. Oh, mm. right. Or the uh, golf club that his wife beat him with. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> beat his ass with. <laughs> beat his car with. Yeah. Right? But uh, no, there's there's a lot of good stuff out there. I mean, you could. You could there could be you know boxing gloves from uh, from one of the biggest you know oh like Joe God. Lewis uh, yeah. uh, boxing gloves from a from a big bout against you know uh, what was his name Schmeling yeah uh, you know that would be that would be big too so not really sure any of the Damon Felon celebrity boxing any of those yeah. of course all right uh, into the tech we have time for one more one more we're going to the tech section all right uh, Apple yesterday previewed some of the changes that it will be that will be in the new iOS sixteen. And one will be changes to iMessages that allows people to edit or undo texts that they have sent. Yeah, but that's got to be before the person sees it then? I don't know. Uh, A third change will let you mark a thread as unread. I was wondering about that, Kathy. Uh, or or maybe it indicates that an edit was made made. or something like that. But maybe that's it. Maybe before they open it. You know, if, yeah. if you happen if you happen to get to it ahead of time before they've opened it, maybe you can change it. It'd be great. You could send like you know s- the message you really want to send. They right. read it and then you edit it and go. I don't. What do you? What, mean? Are, you what are you talking about? I yeah. didn't say well, that. I want to call you a jerk off. <laughs> a third change will let you mark a thread as unread. So if you've read it and want to come back to it later, it will appear as if you hadn't read it. I think Marissa, were we talking about that the other day? Yeah, you could mark. A- Right now, you can mark a text maybe, message. Maybe, maybe in mail. I do. I do email yeah, all text. the time. I mark it unread so that I, right. need, I know you get to go back, back to it. Yeah, it doesn't have that feature in text. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So uh, that this is iMessages. So right. is, is, that's texting, right? Yeah. 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 So, uh, senior vice president of software engineering, Craig uh, Federighi. <laughs> Uh, Feder- Where's Federighi? Federighi. Federighi uh, said that. Uh, the three changes were all highly requested. Other changes include allowing widgets on the iPhone lock screen for the first time and adding new privacy settings uh, developed with domestic violence organizations. So a widget you don't have to open the uh, the uh, uh, device up for to right. use. Yeah, on the lock screen. Oh. There is a, uh, a difference, and I don't know what it is, between a text message and an S- SMS. And so an iMessage, right. I guess, is an Apple proprietary thing, right? Mm-hmm. That's a text between iPhones or, or your MacBook and whatever. So there are iMessages, there are SMSs, and there are text messages. And somewhere... Uh, there's a, a way to explain the differences between them, but I don't know what it is. Yeah, I don't know. Well, I think they're all, aren't they all considered... Uh, magic? Te- no, they're all considered a text message, and then iMessage would be with other Apple users, and then the SMS would be with non-Apple users. Right, perhaps, yeah. Makes sense. All right, so uh, they're working on those uh, for the iOS 16. I don't know when that comes out. Or- right, so, soon. Usually when they do one of these things, you, you, it usually premieres the day of or the okay. day, yeah. Yep. Uh, so I just found out the other day I've been I got the Apple Watch maybe like a year and a half ago and I got the cellular plan and you know I think it's like ten dollars a month or something I've been paying you know the whole time mm. it was never set up as a it was cellular. never set up nope. oh. <laughs> not on my end I called but uh, AT and T never 
you have to connect because the, the the Apple Watch actually has its own phone it number. Does. Like when you look on the bill, it's, it's its own phone number. So you almost have to. Now they, it'll it'll your phone will ring and the Apple Watch will ring as well. Correct. Except they never connected it. So right. when my phone rings, my Apple Watch never rings. Okay. So and this has been about a year or so. Yeah, I've been paying for a hundred bucks. Yeah. 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 Money well spent. <laughs> All right, we got to close up shop. Uh, thank you guys for coming by today. I appreciate Bye. it. It's always nice to have you. There's Preston Elliott waving you goodbye. Another time. We'll do it again. We never see you again. That's not a problem. All right, let's take a break. And as we do so, where's that screening? Jurassic World Dominion. We have a screening tonight, by the way. <laughs> 7 o'clock at the UA King of Prussia, and I need uh, six callers. Now, first six callers, 215-263-WMMR, and we will give you four packs of tickets. So four people get to go, all right? And we'll get you on board. But take a break. Come back in a second. Uh, Craig Shoemaker scheduled to be here in just a couple minutes. Uh, we'll get him out of the Acme Lounge and into the studio in a moment. Stay with us. It's time to roll up your sleeves to help your neighbors in need. Of blood, that is. WMMR presents the 17th Annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Friday, June 24th. Two locations to choose from. The Greater Philadelphia Expo Center in Oaks or the Event Center inside Live Casino and Hotel Philadelphia in the South Philly Sports Complex. Make your donation appointment now at WMMR.com. Donors get the newest Preston and Steve t-shirt, a reusable tote bag from Window Nation, plus juice from Everfresh Juice. Not to mention the pride of knowing you made a difference. Appointments are required, so sign up today at WMMR.com. The 17th Annual I Bleed for Preston and Steve Blood Drive. Benefiting the American Red Cross. From 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. We now have the pride of Springfield Township High School. <laughs> Returning native I went, son. I went to college, too. You know. And he's going to be at Ardmore Music Hall on Thursday. Craig Shoemaker hey. is here. How are you doing, doing the Craig? weather? I was wondering why. I think it's going to go out someday, like the weather reports. Yes. You know, it's like it could be like AOL. There's no, real, there's no reason for the weather. I was watching the local. What they give you the temperatures by neighborhood. There's news you can use, <laughs> right? Yeah, and and it, and the easiest job on the planet's the weatherman. Like in Philadelphia in the summer, it's a hot and humid, chance of showers. Back to you, Bob. You know, mm-hmm. thank you, Nostradamus. Yeah, <laughs> well, it's true. Well, here you know the and with anywhere the the weather. Well, years ago they started naming giving names to snowstorms, right? Uh, right? So right, right. hurricanes, but but it's such a part of local. News. That's why it leads. They hit it uh, multiple times during the 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 the, uh, the newscast. And then when there's anything that's remotely troubling or a rainstorm potential. Now I don't know if t- tornadoes were all the rage when you were in the area. But no, we, no, we those get are tornadoes. New. That's a new, yeah, that's a new yeah. trend. Yeah, They're trending yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. We're getting tornadoes now. I, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know. I just every everything just keeps. They just, used to have to, the weather was done in a studio too. Now they put them outside just to really <laughs> rub it in <laughs> yeah. to show you what it's like. Exactly. Yeah, it, it, it's good to see you. Right? I know. I I love coming back here. It's the best. It's, it, last I was at this outdoor cafe. This is so Philadelphia with a Philly accent from another table here. Hey, yo, ever heard your conversation? You're comedian. Tell. <laughs> Tell me a joke. Oh Make me laugh. Said, Listen, I'm off then. I'm just going to chill. Is that all right? What are you, some snobby a-hole? Make me laugh. I said, Listen, lady, 
You got to tamp it down. Here. <laughs> <laughs> I said, what do you do for a living? I'm a nurse. You can be an enema. You do your job, I'll do mine. All right? I'm going to take a night off. <laughs> but, you, but you're not. You're, you're at the Ardmore Music yeah. Hall. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've never been there. I was there years ago when it was a 23 still yeah. a long time ago. They did yeah. a really nice job. They renovated awesome. it a couple years ago. It looks yeah. beautiful. Stage yeah. is in a different spot. The acoustics are better. It's a great place for I a I was show. wondering where to play this time. I wanted to come back to Philly. And the last time I was here, I was in a tent, you know, at the Soldier. Oh, Road. yeah. I've never yeah. been heckled by a train before. <laughs> There's a train that we go by. <laughs> and it literally is the longest yeah. train in history. I had to delay my act. It's a freight train. Ugly freight train, too. And no, like, other cars. The same exact car went by right, for right. miles and miles this train lasted. What, what, during the during everything, during the height of everything, what, what was your... Because some people did continue to work. Zoom shows. Oh, God. And it's I, so nice nightmare. to be wearing pants. Yes. Oh, sure. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> I'm watching somebody get pleasured while I'm eating, while I'm doing my Zoom show. I go, you know I can see you. Oh, really? <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was horrible. And, yeah. And I, and being in quarantine all that time, there is nobody happier that I'm on the road than my family. My my wife is booking my gigs now. She's calling Guam. He'll take it. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Plus, she hit menopause during the quarantine. That was good timing. Oh, really? You know what that means? Put. I swear to God, I think it means put men on pause. Men <laughs> on pause. I think that's what it means. Mm-hmm. She has a book. I'm not kidding you. On her nightstand called Vagina: A Love Story. <laughs> I, I I got her a book called Penis. Remember me? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that that happened, and wow, the, uh, the, the family they want me uh, back on the road, so I'm back. So, so is, and right now, uh, we've noticed this. Like we had our we had our full M barbecue. We've had our events. Uh, they're attended and then some. So uh, and then yeah. we've had comedians coming through, and they're saying they're, they're like they're seeing like really robust audiences. It's got to be good. So is your schedule like jammed up now? Jammed, yeah. yeah. Because yeah, it was all, we're making up for all the lost time. It was. But, it was but wild. California was the worst though. Yeah, it held on. And, to and that was my, that's my number one market now. And is I, it? Oh, Oh, been for yeah. years, yeah. Because I'm on radio out there yeah. and stuff, and I've lived out there for a number of years, huh. and I. It, they're so bad with the like the mask shaming. You yeah, know, this this guy's yelling at me. He put a mask. He's ninety feet away. Yeah, and he's got the mask where his nose is sticking out. <laughs> right. I go, what, it's, it's like putting a condom on your testicles. What yeah, is yeah. Wrong? <laughs> what is wrong? <laughs> the other thing is that we all share. Never in the history of the world has anyone shared. Think about this. You know, comedians go, women do this, men do yeah, you yeah. know whatever it is. This is the only time in history everyone shared the same experience. Yeah. Huh? So, and one of my experiences, I say, hey, out there, how many people hate people? Yeah. Right. <laughs> we all hate people now. We have it in common. I'm, I'm from Philadelphia, but I live in California. So I'm like stuck between namaste and kiss my ass. That's right. where I live. Right. Right. How, how soon before, because I think it happened with a lot of people, which was, you know, you're, you're like, God, I just can't wait to get back into yeah. to, to people. And and I think a lot of what was the first moment you had to remind yourself what it was like being completely without people because you were falling back into the trap of like, oh man, I can't stand. Oh man, it was. I was in suburban California, right? With yeah. these suburban dads, all married. We were sitting around. We have nothing to talk about. These guys would like to talk about conquest. What right. are you going to say? Guess what, guys? I nailed my wife again last night. <laughs> well, that's three times as much. She's a oh, look at, look at that. We don't. We have nothing to talk. about. Pulling up in the minivan, right? Yeah, yeah. There's good news about a minivan, though. You never get pulled over in a minivan. Is no. that true? No, never you, thought of that. No, yeah. you could be doing Mach 5, wheelies, donuts. You could have a hooker strapped to your hood smoking crack. Yeah. The cops would go, ha, let him go. He's yeah. suffering enough for God's sake. <laughs> Poor guy's driving a Dodge Caravan. What, what will you do to him? He hasn't done to himself already. Is golf your main escape or is oh, it? Yeah. Do you, they you, shut the courses down, too. 
What's it? What's his name? We're well, going, we're going Coleman. later today, right? Yeah, we're playing today. Yeah, yeah we're going to play today. I don't know why. I, I, I'm so bad at golf. I got a trophy on this celebrity golf tournament for closest to the car. They give that, huh? Oh, closest yeah, to the yeah. car. And they team me up with people. And these guys, these sponsors pay a fortune to play with celebrities. And, yeah. you know. Some people know who I am, but you know, I'm yeah. out there telling my credits. You know, they're going, that's John Elway over there. I'm going, well, I was at Hollywood Square 75. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it broken. still matters, Craig, damn it. Craig took me to play golf. We went to, to California, and we played at Calabasas Country Club, and uh, we had a great time. It was a beautiful day and uh, beautiful golf course. And I remember, Craig, you telling me about, you know, some people that live in and around the area, like yeah. the Kardashians around right. there and all that. And then it, then the most intrigued I was, though, was he told me that a member of the club was Jamie Farr. And I'm like, <laughs> I want to see Klinger. Uh-huh. Yeah. I want to golf. see Klinger He's in right. the flesh. I mean, I, we have big celebrities there, Matthew yeah. McConaughey. Yeah. Always, you yeah. know, we have all these, you know, Scotty Pippen and everything. Well. He goes, Jamie Farr. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was a th- it was a throwaway. Uh-huh. It was a big part of my childhood, man. Where, where was the golf course? You met him, right? No, 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 no. I oh, didn't. But you just told me you know, oh, you, we may guy. see him around here. Yeah, he's poor so guy. old. He can't he can't hit it out of his own Is shadow he? at this oh, point. Yeah. That's right. He was old when he did Mash. Yeah. You know, he was yeah. one of the hoods in that movie, Blackboard Jungle, years ago. Right. Jamie Farr. Where, where, where did Harrison Ford put his plane down? Oh, yeah. Was, it, was, was it the Calabasas? No, no, no. no. It was, uh, uh, it was that, a country club. Though. It was Harrison well, Ford. Was in California. This is a true it? story. Yeah. During the pandemic, I played his backyard, his old backyard. What? Where it was a lap pool in front yeah. of me. And then on the other side were these audience members. And I'm going, I'm in Harrison Ford's backyard doing comedy. All I can picture is the lap pools. Him training his kids when they were younger. Do another lap, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> You're called on a press stroke. Uh, all I can picture is him yelling at his kids. In his backyard. Yeah, wow. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he yeah, he landed, I think it was... Um, was it in California? It was California. Okay. Yeah, okay. it was a country. He just took off, and there was a country club right there, and he he, he had to yeah. ditch the plane on the golf course. Steve, there's a list of Harrison Ford plane crashes. I'm not going <laughs> to There are so many of them on here. Uh, well, that, yeah. I, I was thinking of you the other day, Craig, because uh, Caitlyn Jenner was on some show, and she was talking about... Um, and you, I know you've played uh, with her, but but she yeah. says... And she talks about... She goes... She goes. I, I may be, I may look like this. She goes, but I can still drive a ball like nobody's yeah. business. You know, yeah. I've known Bruce Jenner yeah, yeah. for thirty years. All right, right. And so that's my first question is when we play together is what tees do you play from? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yes. But yeah. uh, still has the body. You know. Yeah. And can still. It is. I got to tell you. Is she good? Is she a solid it's player? It's surreal though. Yeah. The last time I, I saw her a few weeks ago. You know, we're on the golf course, got this white outfit, like yeah. this skirt, and it's going, this was like the greatest athlete ever. <laughs> right. Like, and it had, and she had makeup on her, each shoulder from the t- shoulder turn oh. on her face. And we go shoulder to shoulder. Oh. And she had makeup on both sides. I'm just going, this is the cover of Wheaties. Yeah. I want it to be. I wanted to be Bruce Jenner when yeah. I was a kid. Yeah, he didn't. My, 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 <laughs> <laughs> and my mom would dress me as a girl every year for Halloween. She loved him. Yeah. My mom, every I'm a, I was a hooker, a go-go girl, a cowgirl. What? As a kid, all you want is more candy. My friends are ghosts in sheets running house right. to house. I'm a geisha girl, clogs, chopsticks in my head. <laughs> Guys, wait up. Oh, I wish nice. I was making that up. <laughs> there's only not one like, year only one year i was not a girl my mom comes up from work hell, early i'm not, totally not about? making this up what i grew up all females okay, my dad yeah. left when i was born so i right. said wah he was gone <laughs> but so, she she dressed me food dye green food dye dyed my entire body green so i could be the jolly green giant and there's so much left over my sister was the little green sprout 
It's the only uh, every every door I had to knock on a door. Ho ho ho! Yeah, my sister would go green giant. And I wonder why I became a comedian. So my mom used to, and listen, I don't know back in the 70s if they had face paint, but she used to make her own face paint. You can't yeah. use regular, regular food coloring's going to be. She used regular food coloring yeah. and That's oil. not going to come out easily. And what did you oh, use? Oh, no, I scrubbed down like Karen Silkwood. Did anybody know that reference? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, yeah, I, I yeah. a Puma mm-hmm. bar. No, it lasted for months. I had this green tint. Yeah. All right, so also, wait, if they just be... used straight up. Food coloring, because my mom mixed Straight it up. with uh, with like vegetable oil or something. No, my mom was okay. pure. She's a purist. <laughs> <laughs> Where'd you grow up? What, what area did you grow up in? Well, started in Mount Airy, and then we were all over like Springfield Township. I, when I was a kid, we were very poor. I used to think the word evict meant move. I thought the color word. Mommy, here's the eviction truck. And we'd pack up and move again. Where in Mount Airy? Uh, Stetton and Duval and all over. Okay, because I'm, I'm now. in Mount Airy now. Oh, I yeah, love yeah, Mount Airy. Yeah, most, I'd say it's probably the most integrated place in the world. I love it. Right? I love the people. I love the the, the whole thing. It's it, it's really. Do you have uh, a row home or? Uh, no, no. It's 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 a standalone. Yeah, but we had, we had a row home or double home, and I dug a tunnel over to the <laughs> over to the other house. So what? I got in big trouble for that. Really? I was like Shawshank Redemption. <laughs> In 1977, <laughs> dug a tunnel over to Carl Rodgerwich's house. <laughs> and his mother found out, and uh, trouble was happening. <laughs> All he's left with a rock hammer, and then they worn down to the nerve. <laughs> I dug a tunnel, yes. Oh I my covered God. it with an Elvis poster. Why not? <laughs> I swear to God. It's true. Why those, not? Ho- those homes were the classic. Uh, oh, my God. Yeah, the, the house that I'm in now, the, the, the guy, when he was doing the inspection on it, walked around, and, he, and his exact words were, you could set a hand grenade off in every room in this house and nothing would happen that's the way they built them you know i know yeah, yeah. and they're still there they're still solid stone yeah. and all that crap it's hey, awesome craig uh nick what, what's the uh, the show you're watching uh the basketball show Oh, winning time winning yeah. time yeah, yeah. and uh i and he was wondering maybe you've seen it magic johnson's and you know right. portrayed in it and obviously you used to work with magic or but have you seen any of that show yet I've seen it. I felt guilty. You know, I almost married the owner of the Lakers, and she's a big part of it, you know. so And she's Aunt really? Jean, my son Justin's here. She's Aunt Jeannie to okay. my kids. And- Jeannie Buss? Yeah, it's you guys had Jeannie did to the kids. That you, you oh, I didn't know that. She, I mean, she's Jerry Buss's daughter, Doctor Jerry Buss's daughter. Correct. Yeah, and, and you almost married her. She's yeah, very prominently featured together. And yeah, stuff like that. And prominently yeah, we, featured. We've been close all these years. She's the best. She really is. I, I was the idiot in that one. Oh, I was real quick. Story you were married. Wait, wait, wait. You're married to Nancy Allen as well. Let's not go through my past. (laughs) I have no bits about RoboCop, okay? (laughs) I I want to hear about the Jeannie Buss connection. Yeah. Yeah, so I felt guilty watching the show because, like, there's some portrayals in there. So we saw her. We went to the Sixers uh, against the Lakers. Right. And, um, you know, we sit with her and go in the back and all that kind of stuff. She has a little room and everything. and. You, you were out there. My son Justin was there. And we felt kind of guilty. And she's like, no, that show's great. She goes, it's really accurate. My father really did comb his chest hairs. And stuff. Really? Yeah. Jerry West has uh, vehemently denied a lot of the portrayals. And, and, and listen, it's a fictionalization of what happened. And it's Adam McKay. And it's, it's Adam McKay. Exaggeration, yeah. And, and Adam McKay is a huge NBA fan and I right. think wants to be as faithful as possible. But there's also drama attached to it, right? So, and comedy. And comedy, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. So you're, you, you think that it's fairly accurate? Yes. Okay. Yes. And I and Linda Rambis is in it too, and she's a very good friend. She's the one who fixed me up. Actually, Kurt Rambis was in my movie Love Master, 
And then they fixed me up with her back in the late 90s. That's wild. Yeah, yeah. So I talked to Linda and Jeannie, and they both think the show's pr- pretty accurate. Well, so. the, and I, I love that show. Are I mean, you are you friends with Adam? Do you know Adam McKay? He was the doorman at the Comedy Factory Outlet. That's where <laughs> oh. he started. And I was the headliner. I wish I was nicer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was a big headliner coming in He's there. the nicest hey, doorman guy. here. I need, I need a <laughs> cup of water. <laughs> no, he, yeah, he's great. He's become a friend of the show, and he's like, oh, wow. every year he donates to the camp out for hunger, and he's just, yeah. he just yeah. could not be he's more, kill, more He's killing it. I love the show, except for there's two cast members I think are miscast. Anybody okay. want to guess who it is? I'm, I mean, I go, I, it's cringeworthy. Okay, go ahead. No, I want you to guess. Nick, what do you think? Uh, I'm not watching it. So oh, you don't watch it? I, I, I don't. It yet, yeah. oh, really? To me, it's a perfect cast. Maybe. I mean, maybe maybe uh, Jason, what's his name? Correct. For, uh, for, it's Correct. Uh, Jerry the West. The worst. Okay, and then uh, I can't. Paul Westhead. He plays Paul Westhead. Uh, oh, Jason Siegel. Siegel. Oh, yeah. the worst. Yeah. Like, he whines the entire time. I go, I go out of my mind. But, Sorry, I've seen one episode, well, one and a half episodes. What, uh, you know, really? Yeah. So I, I, You're not into it? I love it. I love I, every second of it. What, what do you think about the, the magic portrayal? Oh, he's the best of all, yeah. in my opinion. And well, do you, you still know, have a, I was the co-host I was gonna of the ask, Magic Johnson <laughs> yeah, show. Yeah. Do you have a relationship <laughs> with Magic anymore? What's that? Do you still have a relationship with Magic at all? What? No, I okay. do not. No, because I, I've been b- talking about him on radio. It's my only comeback. You know? <laughs> You've always been. If you hire a comic, you're going to get comedy. A comedy. I'm not going to go, he was the greatest talk show host in history. I'm you've only you been truth. honest. You've only What's been it? honest. Yes. I, don't, I don't think you've been unfairly no. caustic about him. Or well, do you feel you're a terrible host? No, no, yeah, man, it's all he was terrible. Well, you, you know it's bad when he he couldn't pronounce the movie they were in. <laughs> yeah. Michael Clark Duncan was in Armageddon, Armageddon, and Magic's reading the cue card now. Up next from the movie, I'm a good dude to die. He is. I'm a good dude to do. I'm a good dude to Oh, Craig, how do you say that word? I said, just say end of the world. That's the end of my career right now. And he didn't know like the conversations he would have. You know, you know the first guest was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. Yes, and I'm. You I have to understand. That. I'm this poor kid from Philadelphia. Right. No dad. I'm sitting here with these two legends, and I realize halfway through I got to be the UN translator for these two. Either one of them speak good English. Yeah. It's a talk show. Yeah. yeah. So this is the conversation. This Hollywood kiss up. He goes, Arnold. The reason I had you as a guest on my premier talk show, you make a lot of money for a lot of the needy people, folks. Don't he give it up for the needy people? Scream. Yeah. 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 And then Arnold. No, mind you, you're the one who give all the money back. Yeah. Am I right? He's got to eat the wellies. <laughs> Come on, Arnold. You were at Special Olympics helping those needy kids. And I'm sitting there thinking, how am I going to blend in? Yeah, yeah, so I yeah. lean over. I'm a, I almost gave a buck to home this guy. He didn't have change for a 10. Oh, Craig. Uh, oh, Craig, you are bad. Yeah. Every time I tell a joke, you always that go, was the oh, Craig, I remember. I watched that show. Uh, I watched it became. Tell me you didn't watch it. I did. It of be- course you I did. I watched that show. It was an addiction, wasn't it? It was. It was a sad, sad. <laughs> you had a guy who was, was a beloved. a train wreck. A, a beloved, guy who yes. was beloved. Yes. And rightfully so, right? So yeah. he's yeah. got this legend. And and uh, and it just, you always wonder that pitch meeting where someone goes, <laughs> When you know that the greats like Carson or, or, or you know, right. anybody. What's trying, the pitch meeting like? Right. How does that sound? I can Look tell at you what Chevy Chase's show awful. was terrible. Was awful terrible. It was horrible. Yeah. But the pitch show on that would be, hey, legend, funny. SNL. This guy, they, they, they literally, the slogan was the smile that stole late night. That right. was the slogan. Okay. But you have to have more past the smile. You know, right, like, yeah. Have read a book. <laughs> it helps. <laughs> what years was was it on? And, or, or like, more, like it wasn't more than one year, right? 97. Actually, I know this because my son's with me. He's, well, you're 23, and he and 
He was just being born at the time, so that's right. exactly when it was. Wow. Um, who was the musical oh, host? Oh, Craig, you are a bear. <laughs> it was Sheila E. Sheila E. Sheila e. That oh, was yeah. really good. You ever hear about my debut, about what I said on my debut? No. They, they, so they brought in this writer from The Tonight Show. By the way, the old Tonight Show. It's old-fashioned. He's wearing a members-only jacket, right. mullet haircut. By the way, folks, if you're out there, I have a mullet haircut. <laughs> I mean to offend you. <laughs> so, so, this guy, and I called him Sling Blade. That was a movie out of time. He yeah. jutted out yeah. jaw. I said, Sling Blade, you can't make me tell these jokes. I'll get booed. He goes, mm, a boo is as good as a laugh. Mm, <laughs> Johnny Carson loved to be booed. I, I don't want to be booed. You yeah. can't make me tell these jokes. You got to tell the jokes as I write them. Mm. Oh my so God. they made me tell this joke. This is a true story. I'm back. First of all, I'm backstage, and Sling Blade writes the, he writes the monologue for Magic. Right. And, and, and my intro. Here's my intro from Magic. Place is screaming, urban crowd. That means black. Yeah. Anyway, and I'm not. Although I found out I'm 14%. But anyway, right. that's a side. <laughs> Place is going crazy. Sheila, Sheila E. He goes, now let's get the show started with my co-host. Now you have to understand, I'm backstage. I'm going to a live show. I'm, I'm going over all the girls that didn't go to the prom with me. I'm going to get even with them now. Yeah. <laughs> he goes, now everybody, here's a guy nobody would shower with. Craig Shoemaker. I'm going, what the hell did that what mean? What does that even mean? <laughs> what does that even mean? Is that, yes. This is a writer wrote yeah. this for him. And I'm going, nobody would shower with me? That's my intro? I just won all these awards. Yeah. <laughs> nobody would shower. And be, I come walking out there. They don't know who I am. Nobody yeah, knows yeah. me. He's a legend. She was a legend. Craig Shoemaker, who's he? Right. And here's the first words out of my mouth. Remember, he made me tell this. So Magic's supposed to set me up, you know, if something current events. He goes, Craig, now how about that Bulls game last night? I said, Magic, I haven't seen a beating like that caught on tape since Rodney King. Oh. That was the joke they gave you. You see your reaction? That's insane. Oxygen mask popped out of the ceiling. You could have heard the gas beer from Paramount Studios in Philadelphia. Oh, my God. They went like this. (gasps) It was worse than a boo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I thought he would help me out, known for the assistant basketball, but he just goes, oh, Craig, you are bad. Oh, my God. Remember about it was Craig, not me. Oh, <laughs> not me. Craig, not me. He threw me into one chicken. Oh. And he never wanted to look bad. So. Oh. I, I, I tell a joke about yeah. another celebrity. And he go, oh, Craig, you are bad. Now he's not going to come on the show. <laughs> so you were always set up for that? I was set up for that. That yeah. sucks. And then they fired oh, me in the middle of the show. From the Inquirer. I, they fired you. I remember the story. The they fired yeah. you during the middle of the show. I, I told the Inquirer, I'll never forget, I said, it's like the Titanic and I'm bailing out with a shot glass. I thought it was kind of a, kind <laughs> right. of a clever little line. Right, right, yeah. I never knew that the Gail Schuster column would make it all the way back to L.A. How did they deliver the, the, they, that message to you during the show? Oh, no, that's not, uh, no that was after. Okay. Uh, no, they took me off the couch in the middle of the show on day three. That's it. Yes. Right, yeah. Day goes, three? He goes, we'll be back after this. Apparently, that didn't include me. <laughs> oh, my God. They walked up on the stage. Wow. And they said, oh, the people upstairs decide you're going to be off the couch now. I go, what are you talking about? Oh. What you, I'm not going to go off the couch. I'm, I'm, I'm looking over at him. Maybe he'll help me out. Yeah. He's glazed over the cue card. I'm a good dude. Darn. Anyway, <laughs> so, so, they literally, bodily, because uh, I was ready to fight. Jesus. You know, Philly, I'm, yeah, you yeah. ain't taking me off. You're not going to shame me in front of national audience. Right. The 13 girls didn't go to the prom with me. <laughs> so then they bodily removed me. Then they would, like, throw me back in on different segments. That Actually, the next night, I said, I'm going to get my way back here. And I got uh, Samuel L. Jackson. I called him up. I figured, I'm going to look like a producer now. Like, yeah. Kind of, they need me. I, got, I had to figure out. They need me uh, on that tr- wall. trying to you save know? your job. Uh, exactly. Yeah. So I called Sam because all the guests were canceling. Yeah. It was down. <laughs> I'm not exaggerating. <laughs> day, on day four. No, Thursday, I know. Thursday, Thursday night, the lead guest was Suzanne Summers with a new thigh master. Oh, and no. I'm not exaggerating. Jeez. And Kobe Bryant, 
who was a 17 or 18-year-old rookie. That was the lead guest. And, and It was and, in real time making the news in correct. what a disaster it was. Correct. In re- I remember this it was clearly. unbelievable. Yeah. So I called Sam, and I go, Sam, Samuel Jackson's an old friend of mine. I go, hey, Sam, you got to help me out here. He goes, shoo, I can't do it. He goes, <laughs> <laughs> he, goes he said no. He goes, he goes the puppet, my publicist said no way. Here's a guy who took on Thanos. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, my God, he said no. He goes, no, he goes, he goes uh, I can't do it. I, you're a good friend, but I can't do it. So I said, come on, man. And we figured out a way to do it. I said, yeah. He says, all right, I'll do it, but you can't announce that I'm doing it, okay? I said, okay, great. I, and I produced the segment. I yeah. came back in. I told told the producer, who's his, who's the agent, who's coming up in that show. I go, hey, um, I can get Samuel Jackson. Really? I go, but you can't announce. He goes, oh, Magic doesn't like surprises. I go, but you're not going to get Sam Jackson. And he's screaming, Magic doesn't like surprises. Are you 12? Yeah. I'm going to get it. You t-. And so I produced it. I said, Told the band he was coming out. I said, get the Pulp Fiction music, you know, and all that. And I produced the piece. I go, hey, during the show, I go, yeah. hey, Magic, you know what? You need a golf lesson. Go, I don't play golf, Craig. Well, look who does. And now comes Samuel O. Jackson with a club for me and a club for Magic. And we had the greatest time. They took me off the couch again. Oh, my God. <laughs> I, oh, I produced peace. Didn't work. Then I was in, like, segment five. He was <laughs> with, like, a cooking segment. He'd throw flour on me. <laughs> Look at Craig. Now you're a cake. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Terrible. <laughs> yeah, God. That, that, that's right. And I was, yeah. My career was soaring at the time. Oh, and yeah. Wow. Oh, yeah. They said <laughs> the reviews. I used to get only good reviews. They said I look like a pizza delivery guy waiting for a tip. It was, that's what, it was, it was so horrible. There's a YouTube channel devoted to all that sort of stuff. Oh, like, great. All that, <laughs> that is... The Chevy Chase show, the, the oh Imagine really? Show, like and and it's it's they they go scour for this footage, and so I I went down the 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 YouTube hole and I was watching a lot of these things. So oh. you're in good company. I mean, you were fighting, you know, yeah. furiously. I'm in but, good company. All other people yeah. have been fired and never never heard from again. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> wow. Well, listen, uh, Craig, for those of you who are just tuning in, Ardmore Music Hall, uh, Thursday is the gig. You can get tickets yeah. at uh, ardmoremusichall.com, and uh, it's just a night of comedy. Hang in, doing yeah. your thing, right? Craigshoemaker.com also. By the okay. way, it's Shoemaker, folks, not Shoemaker. It drives me nuts. Okay. Oh, shoemaker. You make shoes, you don't mock shoes. <laughs> <That's all right. laughs> Unless maker. they're Crocs, those you can mock. Nice. Yes. All right, well, listen, dude, it's always great to see you. Yeah, I'll see and, you in a few hours. Yep, we're hanging out yeah, later right. on. We're going to play around the golf, which is awesome. Looking forward to it. And uh, make sure you go see Craig at Ardmore Music Hall, uh, 8 p.m. show. And you can go to craigshoemaker.com or ardmoremusichall.com. Craig yeah. Shoemaker. Yeah. Great to see you. Come on, man. Take a break. We'll be back in just a second. Stay with us. 93.3 WMMR. Everything that rocks. Proudly supports the American Cancer Society Bikeathon. Bridge to the Beach. Celebrating 50 years of riding for a world without cancer. Hey, it's Marcus. Join me and Team WMMR this Sunday for a family-friendly ride to save lives. We'll start by crossing the Ben Franklin Bridge. Whether you ride to honor a loved one or in memory of someone you've lost, you ride for them and with them each and every mile. All Team WMMR. MMR riders get the official Team WMMR t-shirt courtesy of Wilson's Secret Sauce in Upper Darby. The ACS Bikeathon, another way 93.3 WMMR is putting Philly first. All right, let us do the Bizarre Fire. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre Fire. 
Roger this morning by Armor Metals and Recycling. Get paid for your old computers, monitors, printers, and more at Armor Metals and Recycling. Armor Metals is your e-cycling headquarters, and Armor Metals is your most trusted recycling partner. Visit ArmorMR.com for more information. All right, so an Indiana woman was charged with murder after she allegedly followed a man that she said was her boyfriend to a bar by using the Apple Air tag, accused him of cheating on her, and then proceeded to intentionally run him over with her car. Uh, Galen Morris Is that in the new iOS? was arrested early Friday after reportedly following Andre Smith to Tilly's Pub in Indianapolis by using the Apple Air tags and GPS. Morris told a witness that uh, she was Smith's girlfriend and that he was cheating on her. Uh, Morris told the witness that she was going to use any attempt, uh, or I'm sorry, she was going to use an empty wine bottle to beat up the other woman. Right. The confrontation escalated when Morris, uh, Morris swung the bottle at the woman, but the attack was intercepted by Smith. Employees at the bar then asked the trio, could you leave, please? And they <laughs> did. A witness recounted that's when Morris <laughs> allegedly attacked Smith with her car. Morris pulled forward and clipped Smith. He went down, at which time Morris then backed over him oh, and then geez. pulled forward and hit him for a third time. Wow. So, you know, these Apple tags are really easy to use. So I've, I've given my wife a few, and they're in her car. She had her car stolen. So, uh, so people who are having issues where they were being followed by people who are trailing them, a lot of people jealous... Spouses, Preston, are now seeing the possibility of this. Yeah. You just shouldn't run someone over. Just break up with them. Uh, Morris allegedly got out of the car and then tried to go after the other woman who was still in the pub waiting for a food order. But police arrived on the Where scene. Where those onion rings? Uh, Morris was charged with murder. Across France, more than 300 people have reported being pricked out of the blue with needles at nightclubs or concerts oh. in recent months. Stuff like this pops up now and then. Doctors and multiple prosecutors are on the case, but no one knows who's doing it or why and whether the victims have been injected with drugs or indeed any substance at all. Club owners and police are trying to raise awareness, and a rapper even interrupted his recent show to warn concert goers about the risk of surprise needle attacks. Uh. And it's not just France. Britain's government is studying a spate of needle spiking there. That's scary, man. And police in Belgium and the Netherlands are investigating scattered cases, too. People from Paris, Toulouse, Nantes, Nancy, and Rennes and other cities around France. Uh, Versailles? It doesn't say Versailles. Uh, have reported being pricked with a needle without their knowledge or permission. The targeted individuals who are mostly women show visible marks of injection, often bruises, and reported symptoms like feeling groggy. Mm, France's uh, national policy a police agency says 302 people have filed formal complaints about such needle pricks. Several police investigators uh, investigations are ongoing in different regions, but no suspect has been arrested as of yet. No needle has been found, and the motive remains Unclear. Remember there was a domestic thing here in the States where somebody was doing that? It might have been even around this area where they're, you know, jabbing people. Sounds familiar. I don't like it. I don't like it. A Florida man is grateful to paramedics and firefighters who helped rescue him from his pickup truck after it became pinned beneath large commercial truck that was hauling dozens of tree logs. I mean, they're huge. Oh, man. And uh, Render Lee Grizzard uh, said... Uh, when they cut me out of that thing, I didn't think I was going to make it out of the truck alive. Fire rescue said... Got the, all flat. The truck overturned, spilling its haul of logs on top of Grizzard's pickup truck. He was taken to the hospital, treated, and released. Grizzard said he saw the logs fall 
and he did this, could have saved his life. He quickly dove over the floor on the passenger side of his truck. Wow. Because it smashed the whole front end. Wow. Of it. He said, I told him they were uh, they were really great. Uh, there was no way. You guys are great. <laughs> you know, rescue me and everything from one of those huge trees. I really appreciate it. You're great. Yeah. He said, there was no way if I'd have stayed in that truck another, Let's stay in touch. another 30 minutes, I would have uh, wow. never made it out of there. Uh, he said it took about 90 minutes to free him from his vehicle, adding the first responders gave him oxygen and talked him through each step of the way. Yep. You ever drive alongside something that you think, if, yes. that, if, that, turn by, oh. if that thing snaps, I'm dead? Sometimes there are, you know, those uh, uh, trucks that carry multiple cars. Uh-huh. Yes. And some of them on the back look like they're... Like they're hanging way down. Wait, or like bouncing like crazy. Yeah. I'm like, man, one of those could slip off real easy. A California woman resisted temptation when she found $36,000 in cash Ooh. hidden in a couch that she picked up for free on Craigslist, and she returned the money. That's wow. very honest. Vicky Umodu of San Bernardino County. However, there was a million dollars in the couch. Uh, really proved her honesty. Here's since, your $36,000. Since no one knew the money was in the couch. It's amazing. Uh, the couch, along with another matching couch and a chair, were being given away by a family after the death of a relative who owned them. Omoto uh, said that she found several envelopes stuffed with cash in the couch after noticing one of the cushions was a little lumpy and that it never occurred to her to keep the money. The family rewarded her honestly. With some of the honest. M&Ms that were in the couch. No, they give her $2,200. That's uh, nice, see? Is, that's a that's good, legit. That's a sizable, yes. you know, if they give you $100, it's like, yeah, man. get out of here. Yeah, man. Get out of But uh, a couple grand, that's uh, pretty cool. Uh, and then we'll do one more story and wrap it up. A Frenchman is seeking to set a new world record for the most bungee jumps in a 24-hour period. Uh, so Francois-Marie Debon has traveled to Scotland for his attempt to break the record, which is currently held by Mike Hurd, who completed 430 bungee jumps in a day at Auckland Harbor Bridge in May of 2017. Uh, Shorter bungee cord! Who was raised in Paris and works as an actuary in Sweden is making his attempt at Gary Bridge near the village of uh, uh, Killy Cranky <laughs> in Perthshire. So they give their uh, bridges proper names? It was in Scotland. That's What's Andy, that? that's Lou, that's Gary. Yeah, Gary Bridge in Killer Cranky and will be assisted by the Highland Fling Bungee Team. Oh, Gary! And... <laughs> Oh, Gary. Uh, on his decision to uh, to make the attempt in Scotland. Oh, Gary! Help. said that he loved the country and that the French loved the Scottish people. Have you ever bungee jumped? Yeah, twice. Oh, What'd you think? God. It was terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe you did it twice. But it was fun. Yeah. Uh, it was terrifying and fun. Like that, that first jump, when you first leave yeah. the platform... And you hit that free fall, it's like, oh, my God. I yeah, I just like made my... a big yeah. mistake here. I don't uh, know if I could handle that feeling. It was pretty cool. Like, for that long. Where too. was it? Uh, it was at uh, Lake of the Ozarks. Okay. Yeah, Over Ozark. water? Over water. Okay, Over that water. helps. Oh, my yeah. God. But it, I didn't dip down into the water. Right. But I wanted to do it over water just, just in yeah. case. Yeah. I think I would agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the there are people car- who do it. In, was that? No, I was going to say, was the drug cartel there, too? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no, this was pre-Ozark <laughs> oh, okay. days, no. so no, we hadn't uh, had But the there was cartel. a Demogorgon running around. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, Dibbon said he used to be afraid of heights and previously struggled to dive into a swimming pool, but that uh, bungee jumping has become a good cure, adding you have nothing to fear because you're attached to a bungee cord. Yeah, nothing's <laughs> ever happened. No, never. 
All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the bizarre file for you. Let's give away the last of the Jurassic World Dominion screening passes. I have uh, five of these left. We'll take five callers. 215-263-WMMR. It's tonight. It's a four-pack of tickets, 7 p.m. at the UA King of Prussia. Hits theaters on the 10th and is rated PG-13. So five callers. Oh, sorry. Ooh, five callers right now. We will take those, and we'll break and come back in a second. Lesson question, trash, music news, those things are coming up next. Preston and Steve. Their name is their address. Uh, on, on the web. PrestonandSteve.com. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's I hate stevensinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. It is uh, 16 minutes after 10 o'clock on this Tuesday morning. We're going to test your knowledge of today's program with our lesson question. We are going to give away as a prize a $50 Rita's water ice gift card. And the question I have to ask is when on a unicycle, <laughs> where should you hang your bagels and such? 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> Let's see if you were listening. You know that. When on a unicycle, where should you hang your bagels and such? 215 215- 263-WMMR. While you're calling in, we will do this. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you by A.D. Moyer Lumber, trusted expert since 1939. A.D. Moyer Lumber is your professional source for decks, windows, doors, kitchens, millwork, and more. You can visit them on the web at admoyer.com. What's up this morning, Steve? Well, royal watchers claiming Prince Harry and Meghan Markle's visit with the royal family during Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Jubilee got off to an uncomfortable start when they showed up late. Harry attempted to explain the delay, saying they were flicking around the channels at the hotel when they came across Roadhouse. Oh, so of course, oh my you know, yeah. hang out and finish that. Yeah. And speaking of filthy perverts, which we wouldn't, once we weren't, <laughs> <laughs> once Josh Duggar has finished his 12-year sentence, he will be forbidden from accessing or viewing porn of any kind, including adult porn. In addition, as part of his punishment, Duggar will only be allowed to watch the Steve Wilco show. And finally, Kim Kardashian's claim about the size of Pete Davidson's member getting tacit confirmation from her gynecologist. The gynecologist says Kim's been having, since Kim's been having intercourse with Pete, she now needs to lay down road flares to find her way back out. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's your Hollywood trash. All right, let's see if someone knows the answer to this question. Went on a unicycle. <laughs> Where should you hang your bagels and such? 215-263-WMMR. <laughs> and I'll go to Eric for the answer. Hi, Eric. Hello. All right, buddy. So, uh, when on a, unis- on a unicycle, where should you hang your bagels and such? Eric? Did we lose him? Oh, oh we I think we lost all the phones. Everything Eric. went away. Well, he had the right answer. It was written down. It was on your nuts. Yeah. So, I'll call back, Eric. We'll get Eric on the line. We Everything just, went down. Uh, our, our phone lines have been weird uh, the past week. Actually, week and a half or so. Wait now, a second, so. Preston. What? The sequence is SOS. In the flashing lights. Oh, you see it in the flashing lights? 
All right. Uh, well, someone's in trouble somewhere, yeah. but not Eric, because we are going to give him a $50 Rita's gift card. And you can get to Rita's and grab a five-layer gelati, which is back for a limited time. Only the Rita's five-layer gelati. It's more ice, more custard, and more yum. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you this morning by Primo Hoagies. It's catering season. Whatever the reason, make it Primo. Whatever you have planned, serve in style with Primo Hoagies. Stop in one of their locations or order online at primohoagies.com. It's not just a hoagie. It is a Primo. Well, before Queen and Amber... Amber before Queen and Adam Lambert hit the stage for Queen Elizabeth's Platinum Jubilee concert on June 4th, founding members Brian May and Roger Taylor revealed they're planning to share a previously unreleased song featuring Freddie Mercury in September. I saw this. I was looking around. Well, they haven't shared it yet, right? Because I did a lot of searching and I couldn't find anything. Yeah, it won't be out till September. So the trio was interviewed for the event on uh, BBC Radio 2 by Zoe Ball, whom Taylor told... Uh, we did a we did find a little gem from Freddie that we'd kind of forgotten about, and it was well. He said it's wonderful. Actually, Tell me, would you describe it as a little ditty? He said it was uh, real discovery. Oh wow! He said it's from our miracle sessions. Oh, the miracle sessions, and I think it's going to be out in September. I'm curious to hear this. Uh, the miracle is Queen's 13th studio album, released in 1989, recorded during a highly productive point. Uh, in time for the band in 1988, during a radio interview, Mercury had stated that they had recorded 30 songs while working on The Miracle. Some tracks became B-sides while Hang On In There and Chinese Torture were used as bonus tracks for the original CD release. Uh, May added that the song was kind of hiding in plain sight. He said, we looked at it many times and thought, no, no, we can't really rescue that. But in fact... We went in there again, and our wonderful engineering team went, okay, we can do this and this, and it's kind of like stitching bits together, uh, but it's beautiful, and it's a touching piece. So we will hear that in September. That's called Take Old Biddies. That's exciting. Okay. I love it. Uh, it's like somebody to love, but with Take Old Biddies instead. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lamb of God will release... <laughs> We'll release. Hang on, hang on. I thought there's a song called Tickle Babies. <laughs> is there? Yeah, yeah. I, and Steve, <laughs> I know that I've heard it before. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if we can play it or not. Yeah. Who does yeah. it? Uh, it was on a cartoon, and somebody sent it to me. I think maybe. Maybe you made that joke at one point Is before. Is your whatever. favorite Martian? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tiggle Bitty. So we probably can't I play it. I love it. Yeah. I but, lo- oh, man, I wish we could. Well, we'll have to check it out. Okay. Uh, <laughs> Lamb of God will release a new album called Omens on October 7th with the first single called Nevermore being released on Friday. Uh, the band will support the album with the Omens tour featuring special guests Killswitch Engage on all dates. Of the album, Randy Blythe said, uh, the world is crazy, keeps changing. And Omens is a reaction to the state of the world. It's a very pissed off record. It is extremely pissed off. (laughs) They're Um, always pissed off. Omens is uh, the follow-up of Lamb of God's 2020 self-titled album, which debuted at number one on the Hard Rock Albums chart. Gene Simmons revealed that both Ace Frehley and Peter Criss have passed on making cameos with Kiss on their ongoing farewell tour. That's sad news. Simmons spoke with Classic Rock about they the... sleep with the chickens. The t- <laughs> that means they're in, in the trouble. In the poultry world, that means they're in trouble. Yeah. I will Renee. 
Soldier Boy. For those who don't remember, there was a, a fire killed five million chickens. Fanny. And uh, Gene is still reading the list of all the chickens Lawrence. that died in that Clarence. It it may it may continue for the next five years or so. Gina. That's if we're able to do a million a year. Lonnie the third. All right. Uh, so anyhow, he said, I was hoping that um, uh, Ace and Peter, at least for that, would be with us. It would be the saddest thing of all if they chose not to be there, but such is life. He said, I, 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 th- I think it would be. You, uh, well, who knows? I don't know. He said, I hope and wish they'll get over the victim. Look what happened to me. Uh, no, nothing happened to you, he said. These were all decisions you made. Uh, they, were in, uh, they were in and out of the band three different times. Can you believe that? How many chances in life do you want? That's the saddest thing, he said. So as the story goes, they they had their issues with chemical dependency and other things, right? Uh, yeah. Is that what led Peter to Chris the... was, a, was a, a boozer big time. Right. Yeah. So so um, for this final thing, you'd think you'd want to be a part of it. Yeah, or at least play put one it, of the shows. Something. Put, just know? put it behind you for one night. You. Because once it's gone, you can't get it back. Uh, Simmons went on to say there are fans that are still angry with us about Ace and Peter. They just don't understand. I personally have asked Ace and Peter a number of times, hey, this is the last time around. We still got another hundred cities or so to go. Why don't you jump on stage with us? And they said no more than once. And uh, Paul Stanley said it would be great uh, to have Ace and Peter participate at some point if they were interested and if their requests or demands were realistic. Just tying up. Or, or were realistic and not disruptive to the overall spirit of this tour. So maybe they're asking for too much money. Ah, uh, that's possible. Yeah. All right. That's all I have in music news for you this morning, friend. Uh, with that, oh wait, we got to take old biddies here, case. Oh, and Marissa there it found is. it in, in true Marissa fashion. She right. pulled this together. Let's see how we go. It was the first day back to school, cutting up a class, acting like a tool. Friends are rolling in. We started talking about the summer. DJ saw Twilight. I spoke up and I asked my friends, are there any new girls? Nines or tens? Hoping a few hotties that move from other cities. And in walk this girl with sick old bitties. I can't believe my eyes. In a contest, they'd win first prize. Double D guarantee. I was checking the size. It's like two beach balls in a shirt disguise. Or Earth and Mars, having some fun. Oh, wait, I take that back. It's like two of the sun. But at this point, I let my mind run and drifted off. Think about them sick old bitties. Okay. <laughs> and so Freddie Mercury. Yeah, Freddie Mercury's. Yeah, yeah, Freddie Mercury's uh, he wrote that. that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're going we're to take a break, and we'll get a winner for Tattoos Day when we return. So this is like your last chance to text word tattoo to 39333 and possibly win a $350 gift certificate from our friends at Floating World Tattoo Perfect. <laughs> at Floating World Tattoo and Piercing. They may not pay for that if you do it that way. Yeah. 29 South Street, uh, 1729 South Street. You know, I'll just hang it up and tell you about it when we get back. <laughs> Stay with us. Okay. Did you know you could listen to all of WMMR's podcasts as well as our live stream on your Alexa-enabled device? It's easy. Just say, Alexa, open MMR. The most hated jeweler in America makes it so easy to get engaged. Meet the beautiful, classy, and brilliant Krista. She's Stephen's most loved engagement ring and will dazzle. She takes the stress and guesswork out of finding the perfect ring. A bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant diamond in a classic solitaire setting. Meet Krista today, starting at under $700. Online at IHateStevenSinger.com or at the other corner of 8th and Walnut by appointment only. Free shipping and interest-free financing. It's so easy. Steven Singer Jewelers. That's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. 
pleasant day today. Temperature's going to be about 82 degrees. We've got some clouds in there. We started off on a nice sunny day today, but we do have a chance of a passing shower not till later on this afternoon, 5 o'clock, depending on where you are, by the way. Very windy. Um, yep, 87 tomorrow, partly cloudy, and maybe some thunderstorms in the morning on Thursday, but uh, weekend, we'll keep an eye on that. Maybe maybe a little bit of scattered rain here and there. So perfect this weekend just oh, passed. It was wonderful. Well, listen, uh, it's it was, excellent. You know, good weather. Yeah. I would like to thank our guest, uh, Craig Shoemaker, for coming by this morning. Craig is going to be playing at the Ardmore Music Hall this Thursday. Tickets available. You can go to craigshoemaker.com or ardmoremusichall.com and get out and see uh, the local man who is in town for a little bit. Um, and that was our only guess. What You know what we need to do, though? Um, what? Tattoos. Yes! yes! We've got to give away... <laughs> we have to give away our $350 gift certificate for Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, and it goes to Anthony Esposito Yay! from the Great Northeast, Northeast Philly. So, Anthony, uh, congrats, my man, and you get to put some Preston and Steve ink on you, courtesy of Floating World Tattoo and Piercing, and they are at 1729 South Street in Philly. Uh, for the artwork samples, uh, you can visit floatingworldtattoos.com or check them out on Instagram at floatingworldtattoos. We got a word of the week prize. We're going to need a letter. Casey's going to get it for us. Preston and Steve on 93.3 WMMR. Now, the daily letter. All right, and the Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter P, as in pudding pops. All right, we will give away on Friday a 55-inch Class 7 Series LED 4K UHD Smart Tizen TV. Wow. And you can witness the return of Obi-Wan Kenobi. New episodes streaming Wednesdays only on Disney+. Plus. So we will give that away on Friday. Thank you to the sponsors of this program. Preston and Steve Show brought to you today by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. Also brought to you by Duncan, the official coffee of the Preston and Steve Show. As we gather again on a Wednesday tomorrow... Uh, we'll go live on Fox Good Day. We'll have a secret text word. And we're going to have uh, Haley Duff on oh, the show tomorrow. Love Haley Duff. Which should be cool. Yeah. And we'll see what else we can dive into. So that is it. We are done. Rage on. Have a great day. The great Pierre Robert is in next, friends. We'll see you later. Hey, everybody. It's good to have you on the map. Bop, 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 bop,